0: Hey everybody, Peter Mancuso here from a little show called Now That's What I Call a Franchise. Maybe you've heard of it. Before getting into this week's episode, um, I just wanted to talk about some stuff going on. Um, We record our episodes months in advance, but as of the release of this episode, uh, both the Writers Guild of America and the Screen Actors Guild uh, have gone on strike against Basically, all of mainstream Hollywood, uh, which is represented by the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. Basically, both unions are demanding their fair share of the profits that their hard work and uh, dedication produces for these, you know, multinational media conglomerates and uh, their overpaid CEOs. Now, when SAG went on strike, there were some questions around what counted as promotion, uh, something that could be considered crossing the picket line. Um, And there's been a lot of confusion and misinformation and mixed signals about this, uh, particularly for non-union members, um, even just covering older films released by these struck companies. And on our show, that's all we do, right? We've covered like, three franchises owned by Disney, which I think speaks volumes about the state of the industry. Um, And now we're focusing on Batman, which of course is owned by Warner Brothers. So what do we do? Well, after sifting through all the information the best we could, we've decided to continue our release schedule as planned. Uh, We're not doing this out of laziness. Uh, If anything, delaying our schedule would actually give us more time that we desperately need uh, to watch these films and record our thoughts. But... By releasing our episodes as planned, uh, we at least have the chance to insert this intro uh, and make it clear in no uncertain terms, Viviana and I and the New Artist Workshop stand with workers. Above and below the line, striking or not, unionized or not. And we're not going to remove this intro from our episodes until the studios satisfy the union's demands. If you want to help the cause, post about on social media or donate to each union's respective strike funds. Alone, we can't do anything. Together, we can change everything. All right, I'm getting off my soapbox now. Time for the show. You're listening to the New Artist Workshop. Holy rested metal, Batman. Huh? you ground, it's all metal. It's full of holes, you know? Holy. Oh. welcome back to your favorite podcast. Now that's what I call a franchise. I'm Peter Mancuso.
1: And I'm Viviana Metzger and this and my just one. and I'm Viviana Metzger. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm Viviana Metzger, and this is the show where Peter and I pick a film franchise and go through every single installment the good, the bad, and the ugly. And
0: to be clear, we're defining a franchise as a series of films with at least four entries. So, Viviana, what are we talking about today?
1: Okay, so today we are talking about the 1995 film Batman Forever. Forever? No colon. No colon. Uh, and this is, of course, your one and only spoiler warning. So if you haven't watched the movie, go do that before listening to this episode. It is available on Max.
0: As, as are most of these.
1: Yeah, most of them.
0: Um. <laughs> okay, Viviana. I think we've given you. It's been a while since we've done an episode. So
1: I forgot how to do it. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. So <laughs> I forgot. I heard. About
0: I believe we've bequeathed the letterbox blurb to you. Bequeathed. So bequeathed. yeah, this is this is a long one. Okay. Okay. Well, a lot of stuff happened to this movie. But-
1: Oh, sorry. Shut up. Okay, so here is the letter blocks bl- letter. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Here is the letterboxed blurb. The Dark Knight of Gotham City confronts a dastardly duo, Two-Face and the Riddler. Formerly District Attorney Harvey Dent, Two-Face believes Batman caused the courtroom incident which left him disfigured on one side, and Edward Nigma computer genius and former employee of millionaire Bruce Wayne is out to get the philanthropist as the Riddler. Former circus acrobat Dick Grayson, his family killed by Two-Face becomes Wayne's ward and Batman's new partner, Robin. Those were very weird structured well, sentences. I was like reading oddly it. Oddly structured sentences. All of those are
0: technically grammatically correct, but they're just like, they just feel they're- wrong. Like, <laughs> former circus acrobat Dick Grayson his family killed by Two-Face. I believe that should be whose family killed by Two-Face.
1: There's a lot of sentence fragments going there on. There are a lot of sentence
0: fragments. And and misplaced semicolons.
1: It's just, it's all over the place.
0: Um, but it is quite long, but I think it is indicative of the film that there's, I feel like there <laughs> is,
1: it is a little overstuffed.
0: It's, a, it's It's kind of. We were talking about this before. So one of the trivia things I found is. There's a lot. Is I feel like there's like a lot of qualifiers on this trivia, so it's like not even worth mentioning. But just for the purpose of this point I'm making, <laughs> it is the shortest live action Warner Brothers Batman film. So discounting the Adam West one, which is 20th Century Fox, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like the shorts. It comes in about two hours and one minute, um, but it feels very full. And I don't mean that in a bad way where it's, like, it felt longer than it really was because it dragged. Nor do I mean it in a good way where it's, like, like how we talk about with Mask of the Phantasm where that's only, like, 70 minutes but yes, it feels very, yes, like, yes. full and complete. Yeah. It's kind of both mm-hmm. of those things. It's both for better and for worse. Yeah. Um, but why don't I talk about um, some basic info? Let's do here. it. We need okay. basic info. We need... You, how can you talk about the complex info if you don't have the basic info? Exactly. So, so it was directed... So, uh... It was directed by Joel Schumacher, who uh is not Tim Burton. No.
1: Right, so we'll talk about Tim
0: Burton and not direct this. He's one.
1: not. Um,
0: he wrote The Whiz. Ooh, the whiz. Not movie. not the music, I presume like the dialogue in the movie. Like uh, not the, the the Like the, the, story the lines. Part? Yeah, like the line. Well, no, because no, I think it was a play first. A yeah. music it was a musical, stage musical 1st uh-huh. Which had like scenes and I believe it was What's called a book musical? Oh,
1: it's based off The Wizard of Oz, right? So it's well, like, yeah. adapted.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like- a, a book musical doesn't mean like a musical based off of a book. It just means a musical that uh, has a book, meaning like a script, like there's dialogue, as opposed to something uh, okay, like Les okay. Mis, which is like basically an opera. Yes, like it's something yes, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, so okay. I imagine making the Wiz movie, which is directed by um, Sydney Lumet, of mm-hmm. all people, who's like one of my favorite directors who did like <laughs> Dog Day Afternoon. Um, oh, he did it?
1: That's so he weird. He did
0: Network. Oh. It was like just some random studio movie That's he weird. did. My point being is that I'm sure they just took like the script from the stage version. Yeah. But I guess Joel Schumacher must have done some additional dialogue or whatever. He, I don't think he did any music whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also directed St. Elmo's Fire, mm-hmm. uh, The Lost Boys, and Flatliners, which were like fairly popular movies in the 80s. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it, the film. This film, however, was written by Lee Batchelor, Janet Scott Batchelor. I believe they're oh. uh, a couple, and Akiva Lovers. Goldsman, um, Gold go, Gold Goldsman or Goldmin? I don't. This uh, is your
1: job. No,
0: wait, hold on, Goldsman. I think Goldsman. Yeah, um, he he wrote several films directed by Schumacher. Is
1: Akiva? That's.
0: Yeah, that's his name. Okay, that is his name. That's his, that's his name. name? Yes, it is a him. Yes. Um, It was produced by Tim Burton and Peter McGregor Scott. Um, McGregor Scott co-produced The Fugitive, which was like a popular action movie with Harrison Ford, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, Tim Burton produced this. I don't know how much of his involvement. It may have been this kind of like name only.
1: Which Yeah, I thought was interesting because he's like continued with it, even if it's just a name only, you know, but it's like something you wouldn't really like... like, who thinks of Batman when you think of Tim Burton, you know? Like, Yeah. it's usually like Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, all the claymation stuff, you know?
0: Well, it's funny when you look at Tim Burton's career. Because, again, if his first feature film was Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, that's in, right. In the mid-80s, right? Yeah. So, by Batman Returns,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? You know, that, I think that was maybe his fifth or sixth feature film or something like that. He's definitely But, but getting his darker. career is going on so much that it's like... At that point, he was, like, barely into his career. Yeah. So, it's like he went on to do so much other stuff. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> I just mean signature-wise. Though some
0: I... would argue his 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 best films or his most famous films already happened by this point. Batman, Beetlejuice, Edward mm-hmm. Hands. Yeah. Um, though I like... I'm not a huge fan of those films I just mentioned, except maybe for Beetlejuice, which I liked a lot more as a kid, and now I, I kind of don't like as much, but... Yeah but I'm trying to think of other films he did somehow he didn't even direct this fucking movie we're talking about his no
1: film. I know it's just like goes- I'm trying to think
0: of his other like what, what would be something else in his like filmography that would be like if you were to list like the top five best or like most popular Tim Burton films
1: I don't know I guess the things that I think about are probably the Claymation, so Nightmare Before Christmas. Which but you didn't even direct? Frank and Weenie. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. It was Robert Fra- Smeckis, right? No,
0: no, um, no Henry uh, Selleck.
1: Henry Selleck, yes but, yes. but
0: um, I think he did. I think Tim Burton did direct Frank and Weenie.
1: Frank and Weenie. That, but that
0: was like years later. Corpse
1: Bride.
0: He did direct Corpse Bride, yeah.
1: Um, Edward Scissorhands. Um, yeah. I don't know.
0: Well, because oh we also Christ. grew up. Again, it's like.
1: Well, yeah, we grew up with him.
0: With like certain movies, so like yeah. we think certain movies are more important. Like I'm sure someone who's born ten years before or after us doesn't really give two mm. shits about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, oh, but shit. actually kind of like that movie. Um, oh no, that's fucking creepy.
1: Um, no, but I think he's also kind of coming into his own, like from mm-hmm. Pee Wee's Big Adventure movie to like what what was his latest thing recently? I don't know.
0: I don't know if he directed like, it, but like his, he was behind the Wednesday show, the Addams Family. Oh, the movie.
1: Wednesday. okay, that's really cool. Wait, I don't think he drew um, I don't know if
0: he directed any of the episodes, but I think he was like no, the producer. I don't think so. Yeah. Like the executive
1: producer. There were like a lot of different Which people. makes
0: sense because I always think the Addams yeah. Family movies were directed by Tim Burton Because they have like that aesthetic yeah. and vibe of like the nineties kind of like ni- family friendly no, macabre. He didn't do the, he no, he did he did not them. He had those. no involvement with any of them. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. but he has nothing to do with this movie. So, Anywho. Um, this, ah, it was here. distributed by Warner Brothers per use. Uh, it was released in June of 1995. Uh, it was made for a budget of about $100 million and it grossed about $337 million. So it was pretty
1: Not successful. Nice. They actually made money. All
0: things considered, you know. Um, I'd like to pull up, see if I have my little math. and I have my spreadsheet that analyzes all the box office performances. <laughs> I should have pulled it up before, but I'm curious to compare it to the other two. Um, well, the first film was I, Gangbusters.
1: Well I remember the the Phantasm, it didn't
0: No, no, ours. I'm talking about the live action ones the in live comparison. Action. Oh, yeah, the the the, the animated ones did not do particularly. The animated one did not do particularly well. Um but yeah, so the first film I'm gonna just look at it as percent returns.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um the first Batman, um, the percent return was like seven hundred and fifty seven percent return. Oh,
1: nice. Um,
0: Batman Returns was close to 300 percent, and this one's about 230 percent. But this one, in terms of just sheer dollars, um, turned a bigger profit than Batman Returns. But still not as much as Batman. So my point being, though, is that it was comparable success. It wasn't like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was a huge downgrade in terms of the return. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, And I imagine this film was very merchandisable. Because it was a lot more colorful, I guess a lot so. more cartoony. I feel like they were able to sell a lot more, more characters. I feel yeah. like they were able to sell a lot more stuff. So I bet there's a lot more money that this movie brought in
1: Yeah. Um, to
0: kind of compensate for like the, um, not as big of a box, a box office gross.
1: Maybe stuff, right? But you wouldn't like get like a, an, an action figure or like a plush necessarily of like these characters, right? Like
0: actually a batman of of two-face like oh, these versions of two-face I guess so. lunch boxes yeah. or oh, blankets I feel like this film was a lot more um like if I was a kid yeah I could see me liking this one more than the other two. Mm-hmm. just because it's brighter yeah like I'm talking like if you're a young kid like 7 or something
1: yeah I think I I don't know.
0: But I'm also saying as an adult, as and I'm almost 20, 27, <laughs> and I, for spoiler alert, I'm going to be contrarian. I actually like this one more than the other two live-action ones we've watched. <laughs> the other two Tim Burton ones. And we'll get into it. Yeah. But I think just if you're, like, seven years old, it's bright. It just visually keep yeah. your attention, but also, like... The kid, all the, all the, it's like, it's like a live action cartoon is like what it feels like.
1: Yeah. You know? Well, I was going to say, I mean, I have no, I didn't do any research to back this up, but I feel like this would be like a great thing to inspire like Halloween costumes. Like. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Like the Riddler and Two-Face, like, you know, the the side is all. Yeah. Kooky. (laughs) It's really, but
0: it's not just like, I don't know. It's, it's. There's this element, and, and this is something I've been very interested in, in terms of like like really taking a step back and putting on like a media critical lens and mm-hmm. like really like st- almost like studying like an academic topic, right? Yeah. When you look at the superhero genre, it's very, very interesting history,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Um, and I think this is more so, you, basically the coming of age of the genre is basically the 2000s. Yeah. But I call them, like, the long 2000s. So, like, from 98 with Blade
1: mm-hmm.
0: up until 2012 with the Avengers. Okay. Right? So, basically, like, that long decade sure. of the 2000s. Right? Yeah. Okay. And you see this more in this... I, I'm making a really roundabout point, but I'm going to bring it back.
1: Yeah. Okay. I often think about in that decade,
0: <laughs> there were films that came out that people maligned when they came out.
1: hmm
0: And then apart, going back to them,
1: mm-hmm. people...
0: It's not like now they're masterpieces. They're like charming. But they have a little bit more... Uh, people kind of have a little bit more fondness for them. hmm Because when they come out, like, in 2002, mm-hmm. right, there's not many superhero films. So if there's one that's not great, people who really love this material and, and want to see the genre succeed are really frustrated mm-hmm. because it's like, this is all we have. Yeah. Don't make a bad one. But now we have so many, you're able to kind of go back and kind of, like, Take these films for what they are, yeah. and just appreciate them. So, like,
1: well, and I think I think going back to to X Men, uh, you know, similar type of situation. How like the the tone and everything, yeah. and and like action and and storyline. How like everything kind of does like I wouldn't say one eighty, but maybe does like a ninety. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, like it's it's different. Like the first X Men film is a lot different than the a last. Of, X-Men a
1: lot film. of experimental because yeah. you know it's not it's not. So, Uh, uh, Well, it's a new thing, you know, outside of, like, the goofy supermans and, you know, goofy, like, Batmans or whatever.
0: Um, So, yeah. So, so kind of applying that principle here, if you really dug the Tim Burton stuff, Mm -hmm. in terms of at least for the 90s, it was really gritty and more emotionally mature. Mm -hmm. And then this comes out, you're really frustrated because it's like, we don't have much Batman for me media for me to consume. And this is not... This in is, the
1: movie, you're saying? Or just in general? I'm saying, like, in the media
0: landscape. Oh, okay. In 1995, mm-hmm. there's only, like, a handful of Batman movies. Yeah. And this is the most recent one.
1: Isn't the show going on still?
0: The show is going on, yeah. yes. But, but I'm saying it's easier in retrospect, like... You know, 20 years this later. Is, this is all 25 they 25 years. It's Where you can go back it's like we've had like th- almost three decades of Batman films. Yeah. I don't have to watch mm-hmm. it with the lens of like this isn't what I necessarily want or it checks all the boxes because mm-hmm. I have other Batman films to satisfy those needs. Yeah.
1: So it's like yes, with this
0: yes. I can just kind of appreciate like what it's trying to do like and it, wait on its it own may merits. Not like
1: line up with their head canon or, or like their it's idea like, it's, like, of it's like the
0: Star Batman. Wars movies where it's like when the prequels came out it was like that was the only Star Wars that people thought they were going to get. Yeah. But now we've had like the sequels and they made the spinoffs and they have TV shows. So it's like people could go back to the prequels with a little bit more uh, tenderness Mm -hmm. because it's like, it doesn't have the pressure of like, you are like the, probably the last Star Wars thing to ever really exist. Mm -hmm. You have to be perfect and you're not going to, and you're going to fall short. Similarly with this, I feel like, Again, I did not... And I think this ties into the next point about our previous experience.
1: Are those ones called the prequels, even though they're sequentially later in the timeline?
0: No, no, no. The The Star Wars prequels take place before the original trilogy. That's why I'm calling them the prequels. Like episode one, two, and oh, three. Oh, oh, I'm right. talking about Star Wars prequels.
1: Oh, you okay, okay. Because the thought, Star Wars prequels came out like saying, the 90s, Yeah, 2000s. I thought you were saying the original ones were... that was it. So it's like
0: no, no, no. I'm saying like in the early 2000s. Yes, yes,
1: yes. Okay.
0: Like like you didn't know if there were going to be more Star Wars movies after episode one, two, and three. Yes. Okay. So it was really frustrating because it was like this is like this is how we're going out. Yeah. And, right, but um. Anyway. Anyway, but then this ties into the next point about previous experience. Um, I had never seen this movie. I knew about it, and I knew about this, and then the next Joel Schumacher one, which we're going to watch next, spoiler alert, um, It's just be like punchy bags. He does
1: both? No? Yeah.
0: Nice. Well, this one, again, this one does pretty well
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, uh, um, financially.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I forget. We'll, we'll get to it. I forget how critics at the time reacted. Mm-hmm. But over time, again, this one and more so the next one really became punching bags um, emblematic of like wh- a bad superhero
1: movie
0: <laughs> um, to the point that basically it then led to like the Christopher Nolan interpretations which is like a complete one you're talking about 180s <laughs> it's like it's like 180 and then enters a different dimension and then goes Aww. like you know what I mean so
1: we liked it Joel
0: we, we did so but because of that I had never <laughs> seen them and I know, and I had no intention of really ever watching them um, except maybe yeah. for just out of like curiosity. so
1: I don't even know if I knew if this existed. That, yeah either. I was gonna ask because
0: I feel like
1: <laughs> which is so weird because there's like there's like some top talent, you know that's especially the in the 90s like
0: that's the <laughs> yeah like um, how did
1: I not know this existed? Um,
0: well yeah because I think by the time you came of age because mm-hmm. like not not to date you but you <laughs> so you were born in 1999
1: yeah
0: you know by <laughs> the time you're like eight years old, yeah, Batman Begins has already come out. Dark oh, Knight's yeah. coming out in a year. There's yeah. been, like, two or three different animated shows. You already, even if you're not watching all that stuff, you mm-hmm. have, you're, by the time you come of age. Yeah. And by come of age, I just mean, like, become, like, sentient. Almost, yes, As yes, opposed to yes. being, like, three years old. You, there's already a cultural understanding of Batman. Mm-hmm. That has already, like, left this in the that dust. That I don't
1: need to... Yeah. Well, that, already I, left I this interpretation
0: like, in the dust, you Yeah, know?
1: and I wasn't, like, super into superheroes either. Um, yeah, so... So, yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's like, I know Batman, you know, like, I know it exists or whatever. It's like, but you don't know, like, the story yeah. or, like, the the history yeah. or whatever. All the and, installments.
0: And while I feel this film is unfairly maligned... Uh, I if you're like if you told me historically people kind of forget about these interpretations of this character because of the Nolan films I'm like yeah because the Nolan films are fucking incredible like you know what I mean like they're, they're not just like some of the be- best Batman films they're not just some of the best superhero films they're the best they're some of the best films ever made
1: yeah he's good with films so in he's general yeah that's what I'm
0: saying I, my least favorite Christopher Nolan movie I still like <laughs> like, there's no Christopher Nolan films I hate. Was, I think I've seen every it, single that, one. Was that
1: Ambulance movie? Was that Christopher Nolan? No.
0: Ambulance. So that was Michael Bay. Oh, Michael Bay. Tenet Was his Tenet? last one before. We're recording this in July, so Bar- Barbenheimer's upon us.
1: Barbenheimer. Um, so by the time you listen
0: to this, it, it's already come out, but... Um, so I get to see Oppenheimer. I have two... I have tickets for two different nights for it. I'm going to see he's it gonna, opening night in New, New York. He's going
1: see it twice, and he, he hasn't even seen it. Because I it's going to be fucking incredible. You know, like, to well, be like, I am oh, a huge want to see it film.
0: Twice. Like, <laughs> I try not to be pretentious about film, even though I can't help it sometimes. For those of you cinephiles out there, <laughs> I'm seeing it at, you, you know... You did go
1: to NYU, so, you know, yeah. the, the pretentiousness is... No, but not a pretentiousness. It's, it's built in.
0: It's, but, it's, but what I like about Christopher Nolan films, at least as of late, is because he films them almost, like, more and more. Each film oh, he's filming millimeter. on the IMAX 70 oh, millimeter, IMAX, IMAX. which is like... So, like, the largest film format. It's, like, so crystal clear. And when they project it, like, mm-hmm. it's not just they film it and then project it digitally. When they project the film stock, which I think they said is, like, 11 miles for this movie because it's, like, three hours long. It's, like, the longest. And they showed the canister because the film stock is also so big. Yeah. It's fucking huge. Like, it doesn't even fit. They had to make a new thing to fit the canister.
1: Oh, I thought they just have multiple.
0: I think for this one, it's so big. <laughs> it's literally, like, the size of, like, like, our... I don't even know how big it is. But anyway, my point being, <laughs> he films, like, like when you watch it, and you sit in the middle, and you and you s- sit perfectly where you can't see the rest of the theater peripheral, mm-hmm. it feels like you're there. Yeah. I know people have been saying that since the fucking 60s, when, like, they got, a, <laughs> like, a bigger inch, like, train. their TV goes Some, bigger. Yeah. Like the, like, the TV screen's, like, three inches bigger. Yeah. And it's, like, a 20-inch TV, and they're like, like it feels up. like you're there.
1: Pause. I have to cough. Oh. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <coughs> I'm just being honest. That might be hard to cut out because I was in mid ramble.
1: Sorry. Start, okay. the, start that sentence again.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> All I'm saying is that the, uh, if you sit in a certain place, we're really going off the rails here, but, but
1: yeah, it's like
0: there, there's nothing. It, if, it feels like there, you're there.
1: There's no, yeah.
0: Like I saw Dunkirk in the first shot is them walking down a street. It's like a head on just shot. It. I, I know it sounds like a cliche, but I could not mean it more. It felt like I could just get up and walk down the street. <laughs> it was so beautiful. Yeah. Right? Anyway, my point with this <laughs> is that I'm going to see it at AMC Lincoln Square, which has the, which will project on 70 millimeter. I'm seeing it the Thursday night at 11 fucking 30 at night. I take it. I have the next day off. Oh, yeah. And then her, Vivian and I are going to see it. I'm going to see it again with her Saturday night at like 1030. And then we're going to see Barbie in between. And
1: those were the um, those are the only available times.
0: No, no, there were later times, but like a week later.
1: Oh yeah. And I
0: was like, I don't want to wait a week. A week. So, but I was able to get us good tickets, like good yeah. good seats, as yeah. opposed to being like at the front. But anyway, my point with all of this, <laughs> I think you have seen Christopher Dahl. My point is with this is He's that a real auteur. I understand why this film and the other one, especially in contrast,
1: mm-hmm. were
0: forgotten, and and I understand to a point why they were maligned because they're you know uh they're just a very different elk
1: they're silly in comparison
0: they're very silly they're They're,
1: silly in general
0: they're yeah but this is like the adam west one but like with a huge budget yeah because again let me look at what the budget for the adam west and obviously the inflation it was different it was like three decades apart but the adam west one was made for a million Mm dollars this one was made for a hundred million dollars oh and again obviously i'm sure it's that but the point is that even even if Adjusting for inflation, it's it's a huge no difference. No fake
1: shark here, baby.
0: Yeah, no fake shark here. Well, at least if well, it would be a fake shark, but you know. Sorry. Um. My phone went yeah, I okay. thought we were supposed to silence our uh,
1: toys. I did. It's on silent.
0: Um, but it uh, it feels like the Adam West one, but with like a huge budget. Um, and and I, we were watching it, and I was like, "Why is this more cartoony than the literal cartoon we watched last time?"
1: It's so like, campy. It is so so campy. campy
0: ridiculous. Everything is though. to like the nth degree.
1: I kinda love it though. It's like <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's it's like
0: I it's it's at least more interesting. I find it more fun to watch. And I don't mean yeah. in like a like oh you just turn off your brain. I, I can't I'm not some saying it, it's
1: dumb. No, i fun. mean... Well it is. I think but, it, I think it's an I think. Look, spoiler alert. I, I, think, I, this is I think it's more artistically interesting. Okay, movie, but it's like, yeah, it's like very in- engaging. And
0: I find the creative choices yeah. more interesting.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: Than the than the Tim Burton ones. Yes. Um, why don't I give you some background though? Yeah. Okay. 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 I I could see I could look uh, I could see the look on your face. Okay. You want some background? Yeah. Oogie doogie. Okay. oogie doogie. Okay, so in terms of the development, Batman Returns, which was the last live-action one. So if I say the last one, forget the animated one. I'm talking about, like, kind of this live-action.
1: Okay,
0: okay. Because they're kind of the same universe. Yes. Because it's like, Tim. you have know, like, yeah, it's like the Tim Burton, the Burton-verse, the if Burtonverse. you will. The
1: <laughs> Burton-verse. Uh,
0: so Batman Returns was released in 92, uh, with financial success and generally favorable reviews from critics, but Warner Brothers was disappointed with its box office run, having made $150 million less than the first Right, mm-hmm. um, And I think we talked about it last time. You could probably chalk that up to the fact that it was a little bit darker yeah. than the previous one. So I think uh, to, for a movie to be uber successful, it's mm-hmm. not getting as many people to go. It's, it's about getting many people to go more than once.
1: Yeah. Right?
0: So yeah. I think the issue of Batman Returns was either it scared really little kids or kind of bored, slightly older kids. Mm-hmm. Like maybe if you were like 11, you might be kind of bored. I know it might Returns. be
1: kind of random or like kind of... Not so relevant, but like I think the seasonal thing is also weird. Like, are you gonna go multiple times to watch a, essentially a Christmas movie? Like in July. In whatever July, it whatever it was, yeah. June. <laughs> like no, you know, it's kind of. And then Vask the Phantasm weird. was released like on Christmas Day, so they had something like that. So they had the capability.
0: I don't know. It was. It's very different. It's um the the film. Especially now with COVID, like, when films are released, it's kind of shifting. Yeah. But I know for, like, the longest time, the fall was, like, Oscar season.
1: hmm
0: Right? It was only in 2015 when The Force Awakens <laughs> yeah. broke tra- Star Wars tradition. Because oh, all the Star Wars films had been released, November, like, in May. right. It was, like, December. It was, like, December. a week before Christmas. Mm-hmm. But they did gangbusters. Yeah. So the So suddenly people realized, like, oh, like, you could do a big... If it's, like, if it's the right blockbuster... It could be a huge behemoth because it's like the Christmas season and families yeah. will go multiple times. Or,
1: yeah, one that, yeah, people are home and stuff like that. Well, I
0: was gonna say, think about it, this is a very small sliver of the market, but think about college. Like, I was, that was my freshman year of college. Yeah. So I saw it with family and then I saw it with friends from college and then mm-hmm. I saw it, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, you saw it multiple times. But yeah. anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway, uh, after Batman Returns was deemed too dark and inappropriate for children. With McDonald's even recalling their Happy Meal tie-in, so so the fact that the last one was darker kind of oh hurt merchandising. Warner Brothers decided that this was the primary cause of the film's financial results and asked Burton to step down as director. So it sounds mm-hmm. like they, while Sam Raimi, um, would later go who uh, so they considered other directors, Sam Raimi who would later go on to direct the first Spider-Man film in two thousand two, mm-hmm. um, and John McTiernan who directed Predator and Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Um. Which you both seen? Which you've seen both of? Uh, Predator is the one, yeah. In, in, like in like South America, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. With Arnold Schwarzenegger, he goes, like, invisible. yes, yeah. And then yeah. Die, Hards, and then we the, saw Bruce Die Hard, Bruce Willis, yeah. yeah the um, so both
0: those directors were considered, um, but ultimately Joel Schumacher was selected by Warner Brothers after his work in The Client, which I guess is a film he did, and approval from Buran. Um yeah, good job. Husband and wife screenwriting duo Lee and Janet Scott Bachelor. Uh, spelled B A T C H L E R, but it sounds like when I like, when I read out loud, I'm like, oh, bachelor. Like, <laughs>
1: bachelor.
0: Um, th- this this um.
1: That's how it should be spelled.
0: The t- the two of them are on to write the script. In a meeting with Burton, they agreed that quote the key element to Batman is his duality. It's not just that Batman is Bruce Wayne. Like, it's meant to be like, I guess like what? really exploring that duality. Which uh, this film
1: a duality really... of what?
0: Just that it's like you have these two sides of you. Like I don't know. That's very.
1: That's very. But I yeah, feel like Batman and Bruce Wayne. I
0: don't know. I feel like what? that's just like the obligatory <laughs> thing to say when you're making a Batman film. It's like we really want to support the duality. It's like yeah, no shit. Like well, sure, sure. Oh, sorry. I just had a thing go off. So I'm gonna mute. I yell at you. This, I did have it this, muted, but I had then I unmuted it to check the sound levels. So I. This
1: this, this is a very yes. We're doing this unconventionally. We're doing yeah. This we're doing it in the during morning. During the day.
0: Technically. Sh- that's it, yes. Uh
1: During the day, in the morning.
0: <laughs> on a normal, a normal work day <laughs> where other things are happening.
1: Don't say a work day. <laughs>
0: uh, Keaton initially approved the selection of Schumacher. So uh, for a start, Keaton was maybe going to return as Batman. No. Oh. Michael Keaton. Um, he initially approved the selection of Schumacher as director and planned on reprising his role as Batman from the first two films. Schumacher claims he originally had in mind an adaptation of Frank Miller's Batman Year One, which we talked about before, which is basically like... Um, a very famous comic uh, like a run of Batman um, exploring like that initial like first year of
1: year one
0: Um, and Keaton claimed that he was enthusiastic about the idea Warner Brothers rejected the idea as they wanted a sequel not a prequel Mm. Um, producer Peter McGregor Scott represented the studio's aim in making a film for the MTV generation (laughs) with full merchandising appeal Um, again I gotta fucking say like I I want merch
1: for
0: this. You want merch? Of all, I, of, I like. Like I, I've never watched a movie as an adult, and like it's it's rare I watch a movie as an adult and be like, I want merch from this. Yeah, this is like this is one of them.
1: I loved the Riddler's sparkly outfit. Well,
0: <laughs> can okay, we talk about the Riddler has, like, seven different outfits? He, does, like he, he, he keeps Like, like, evolving. It gets, like, more and more ridiculous. Like, that's the thing. Like, it feels almost like
1: self-parody. Like, it's like,
0: but I, I don't know if they're doing yeah, it, like... like
1: the la like, the last one. Like, it just seems, like, so silly. Like... Like, why did she eat a bird? You know, like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why did he eat a fish? Like. (laughs) Well, they were hungry.
0: Um, So, in terms of casting, Keaton decided not to uh, excuse me, not to reprise Batman because he did not like the direction the series was headed in, and rejected the script. A decision was made to go with a younger actor for Bruce Wayne, and an offer was made to Ethan Hawke, who turned it down. Oh. Um, Which would have been interesting. Schumacher had seen Val Kilmer in Tombstone, which I guess was a film he was in, but was also interested (laughs) in Keanu Reeves, Alec, or William Baldwin, uh, Dean Cain, uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Uh, Hanks! Also, Dean Cain, uh, I don't know if it was before or after this, Dean Cain played Superman on a TV show called uh, Lois and and Clark. (laughs) Is it a Lewis and Clark? Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was a TV show where it was was about Superman, but it was almost like a rom-com sitcom version. Okay, not a sitcom like Friends where it's like an audience and like no, yeah, laughing, yeah, yeah. but yeah. like um, it was, was much. Most...
1: Like, Sorry, I'm clearing my. Th- I don't know. I got like some allergies or something going on.
0: That's know. okay. Um, but yeah, Tom <laughs> Hanks, Kurt Russell, Kurt Ralph Fiennes, Daniel Day Lewis, and Johnny Depp.
1: What?
0: Um, like it's just like a who's who of like the mid '90s.
1: Yeah, actors. that's like, so random.
0: I think what they do, I think whenever they cast Batman, they just make a list of like who's the most like. Famous actors right now, and then let's like, <laughs> just like see the it would be like, because sure. like yeah, they maybe consider Tom Hanks, but I don't know how far along like they may have done them been like, I don't know, well, Tom Hanks is a good actor. You never know.
1: That's you know true. What I mean? They did replace. They did replace Marty like kind of mid film, like you
0: know. Oh oh yeah yeah like yeah. yeah. In,
1: in Back to the Future. Oh yeah.
0: I'm so, I'm saying, but even before you get to that point, just like no
1: yeah, I I just feel like that would be a miscast. Yeah. Like in so many
0: ways. Um, like I don't know. Burton. Uh, really, because I guess he's still kind of create, somewhat involved. He, he really pushed for depth to get the role. Mm-hmm. Um, Kilmer, who as a child visited the studios where the 1960s Batman series was recorded, and shortly before um, this this is separate from the 60s, but I, I also read in the trivia, and I'm reading it now here, that like right before like he was signed on to be Batman, mm-hmm. he had visited like a bat cave in Africa. For for like another film or something, I think he got the call while he was there, like in ah. doing that shoot. Um, he was contacted by his agent for the role. Kilmer signed on without reading the script or knowing who the director was. Ah. He, he just wanted to be Batman. He
1: was like, "It's a sign, baby. It's a sign."
0: Um, Billy D. Williams took the role of Harvey Dent in the first film. Yeah. Basically, solely for the possibility of eventually portraying Toothpaste in a in a sequel. Yeah,
1: we did think, t- talk about
0: that. Um, but Schumacher cast Tommy Lee Jones in the role instead.
1: Miscast, let me tell you.
0: Tommy Lee Jones?
1: Yeah. I- I'm sorry. I don't know if he's miscast. He does really well. He's a good- He's a great actor.
0: I I don't know much about the character of Two-Face from the comics. Like, my only real experience with Two-Face is the Dark Knight version.
1: Yeah, the- The crystal- Yeah.
0: Which I feel like you shouldn't really use as, like, the Batman litmus test. the
1: blonde guy. Yeah,
0: Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. Um, And then a little bit of the animated series. Mm. Um- I feel like in this, and we'll talk about in the trivia, like, he kind of feels almost like joker yeah. in a lot of ways. And and fans complained about that, that, like, it kind of, it kind of, like... Is that
1: how he's supposed to be? No,
0: no, he's... Oh. I, he's
1: thought, I thought all of Batman's, like, people were, like, like, kind of, like, on the... verge
0: of, like, an nervous like, breakdown, like, basically.
1: Yeah, kind of, like, supposed to be, like, kind of deranged and, like, kind of, like... All over the place, like They're
0: they're all meant to be like criminally insane.
1: You know. But like but
0: not in the way where it's like What's her name?
1: Harley, you know, Penguin. No. Like they're like a uh, Joker, Riddler, like they're all silly, you know? So like
0: They They're not enough. meant to all be like maniacal laugh like I feel like if if you just think a Batman villain is someone who maniacally laughs and is kinda like like <laughs> With crazy. A costume. Then then yeah, you're off base. I I again I'm not I can't speak to how the character is meant to be portrayed, like, based off the comics. Yeah. But, um, I feel like, at the very least, he kind of just feels like a Joker character in terms of, like, yeah. the, mani- the, the and mania. And I, I
1: think that's what I'm saying is, feels miscast. I, I don't know if it's, like, just my own experience with, like, Tommy's work, but, like... Tommy. To, like, Tommy Lee Jones' work, but, like, he just doesn't seem like a maniacal or like kind of like off you know the hinges type of like actor or like like being able to portray that in like an, an interesting and engaging way the way that like like it was kind of unfair that like his counterpart was Jim Carrey like <laughs> where yeah. he's like so silly like, like he it would have been so better if two-face
0: was like a fo- like really see- like more of a foil for Jim Carrey
1: yeah like if if he was still very like what was he a DA like very like official like but like now evil or something like i don't know it just it seemed wrong that like when
0: Tom- yeah. tommy
1: was like Trying to do that, you know. Well, he
0: was being like really wacky and zany,
1: and it yeah, it just seemed like out of place when he was ch- yeah. when he was being. Because even in
0: the animated series, he's like really he's meant to be quite menacing.
1: Okay.
0: Almost like he's turned like from DA to like a gangster almost. Like, okay. And gangster, not gangsta. Like you know, like a like a, <laughs> like a classic like for like a mob. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so I think that would have maybe worked better. Though I think I, I think. To be fair, I think Tommy Lee Jones commits.
1: No, he does. He commits. And he to this. Uh, yeah, he he's really, a great actor. And that that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm not I'm not bagging on his performance. I think it was great, but I think it was just like I don't think it's good acting. Not, but it's it's
0: the tries. most
1: acting. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, he definitely got into it. And and you can see that I think the further along yeah. the movie goes, like in the in the beginning it was like really weird. For me, Mm -hmm. but like as it went on, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I can buy into this a little bit, but it was it just still seemed like off.
0: Something else I uh, didn't understand that again, maybe this is from the comics, but he, I don't remember from other versions him having like a split personality, like the idea that he speaks like in the like we, like he speaks in the plural,
1: like to amp it up. I
0: guess so. I don't don't remember like, but if you're gonna do that. It would have been cool to see like it flip back and forth. Yeah, like a jacket. Because when you first introduce, like for ninety percent of the movie, he's like at eleven. Yeah. But his first scene, he's giving like this really like like quiet speech to like his hostage or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then when they flipped him, being like, ah, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's interesting. He'll kind of like flip back and forth, but then he just like yeah. stayed. At the wacky, like he never went back to that. Yeah, and I was like, because that's a good use of Tommy Lee Jones's skill. Yeah, yeah, right. Because who is he playing movies like detectives, lawyers, yeah, politicians? I think like, I think
1: that's why. Like, and he's always like a
0: good orator. Yeah, so it's like it's like. So you get you get to have your cake and eat it too, where you get to take advantage of Tommy Lee Jones' natural obvious skills, mm-hmm. but then kind of get hit, let him play against type and play with this kind of wacky comedic character, but kind of have him play both. Yeah, and go back and forth. But they didn't really I, do that, so I was that was a little disappointed.
1: Yeah, and I I think that I think you're touching on something that kind of goes or or, or is maybe what I'm thinking of because like the other side of him is so. It's, it's not as realistic as, like, the, the Christopher Nolan ones. No. So it's it's more, it kind of reminds me of, like, Joker in, in what was it, Batman? 89, when
0: he gets the acid. 89,
1: yeah. Um, when... That's what the
0: fans call it.
1: Is that this what just called okay. Batman. So okay, to distinguish so it, they Batman. say Batman okay, 89. Okay, yeah, in Batman eighty nine, because there's like the prosthetics kind of making the smile exaggerated and stuff like yeah. that. So like
0: I'll talk about talk about the makeup in this one.
1: Yeah, but so I feel like some something someone like kind of like a Jack Nicholson can like play it straight, but then also like let like, the
0: makeup do the work for him.
1: But then also be able to do what you're saying and like act. Differently, act maniacally in some way, like, at times, and then act more, like, straight on and, like, like I don't know, straight edge or whatever yeah. it's called. Um, but, yeah, so it just seemed weird seeing Tommy be so silly, but.
0: He was pretty silly. And he was reluctant to do the do it. Yeah. To accept the role. But um, he did so at his son's insistence. Well, that's fun. Probably because it's like.
1: He wanted to see his dad as Two-Face.
0: In, in, in a Batman, yeah, in a Batman. Um, in terms of the filming of this movie, uh, Schumacher and Kilmer clashed while they were making, making it. Uh, Schumacher described Kilmer as, quote, childish and impossible, <laughs> reporting that he fought with various crewmen and refused to speak to Schumacher for two weeks after the director told him to stop being rude. <laughs> oh, um, Kilmer. Um, Schumacher also mentioned Tommy Lee Jones as a source of trouble. Uh, Jim Carrey was a gentleman and Tommy Lee was threatened by him. I'm tired of defending overpaid, overprivileged actors. I pray I don't work with them again. Oh (laughs) Carrey later acknowledged that Jones was, in fact, not friendly to him, telling him once offset during the production, quote, I hate you. I really don't like you. I cannot sanction your buffoonery.
1: What? What would so they Tommy doing? Lee Jones.
0: <laughs> I think Tommy Lee Jones just didn't like Jim Carrey's like whole shtick, like his like whole aura. Yeah.
1: Whatever. Yeah. No, I can see how he can be annoying, like like every day. So
0: said like yeah. That's
1: just like he's. I wonder acting, if he's like that.
0: I wonder if he's like that. Like when he's not.
1: He's acting and it's amped up, but he's he's silly like that. Like if you like watch him in interviews or whatever, he's like.
0: He's pretty goofy. Yeah.
1: He's he's a goofy guy. Yeah.
0: Tom, imagine like. Like the ego hit. I cannot sanction your buffoonery. That's a fucking. Wait, who, I might have to put Tommy Lee Jones Car- said that to Jim Carrey.
1: Oh, I thought.
0: No, oh, Tommy oh, Lee oh, Jones oh, is it, like finds oh, him oh, too the, silly. The
1: the the sentence looked like yeah, Carrey no. said that to Jones.
0: No, 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 that's no. so silly. No, no, Tommy Lee Jones is like I think was just like <laughs> you. Like, I you played an joke.
1: FBI agent for aliens.
0: But you he played can, it straight. But he played you it straight though.
1: And you can't. You literally your, your counterparts were aliens. And a
0: talking dog. And,
1: you, and a talking dog. You can't. But he
0: stand wasn't silly. Everyone caring. else was silly. <laughs> and also he didn't have to see the aliens. They were CGI. He didn't have to see them on set.
1: <laughs> That's even worse. Um Oh my gosh. Anyways, but, third third also we pointed out we, we know this third green outfit. People love putting Jim in a green outfit. Oh
0: yeah, the mask, the, the mask,
1: Grinch. the Grinch and the Riddler, and he plays them all. When was the mask? Fantastic. I
0: think it was before this. I think oh, the mask was ninety four.
1: Ninety three.
0: Yeah, let me look it up. Question mark. The mask film ninety four. Ninety four. Ninety four. So, so, yeah, so he had done the mask by this point.
1: When was this? Ninety five, right? So yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I think
0: at this point he had he had I think Dumb and Dumber had come out. I think Ace Ventura. Like he had, he mm-hmm. had kind of done like those like. Classic early Jim Carrey movies, by this
1: mm-hmm. point, I believe. Yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to typecast him either, because I think he can he can do. like
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, if you look at Eternal Sunshine just, the Spotless yeah, Mind, he exactly. com- plays completely against type, right?
1: Yeah, but I, um, I think he just he does that. I don't know. He's, he's just so good. He's just, like, so good. I don't know. I really like Jim Carrey in those silly roles. Like, I think he just, like, does really well.
0: And this is very much like, even in his sillier later stuff, there's, like, a very specific thing about, like, early Jim Carrey
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I find a little insufferable like I don't really like Ace Ventura
1: I've never seen that
0: I I think I watched it once as a kid even as a kid I didn't really like the it the
1: pet detective thing yeah
0: it's just like it's just like it's not that it's goofy it's that like I feel like there's no heart
1: no yeah some, like I don't some feel it but for like... this
0: it works because he's like the villain but Ace yeah. Ventura, and I, I haven't seen Dumb and Dumber, but I should because it's, no, it's, it's Rhode Island. Because it's... Um, it was filmed
1: in Rhode Island?
0: It's, well, it's directed by the Farley Brothers, who are from Rhode Island. Oh, oh, oh. So, like, all their movies... Not all of them, a lot of them are Rhode I- based in Rhode Island, they yeah. shot there. But no, but, um, but my point being is that, like, I always feel like there's, like, nothing underneath. Yeah. Whereas with this, is exactly the same.
1: Yeah. But he's the
0: villain, so, like, I don't mind as much.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I would agree. I mean, like, not... I'm not saying I love everything that Jim Carrey has ever done and, and some stuff is like really stupid and like kind of annoying and like, you know, but, um, and, and I haven't seen everything. Like I said, I haven't seen Ace Ventura or Dumb and Dumber, um, which just both look really dumb. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Um, but like, I don't know. I just feel like in these, in those three roles specifically, like it just comes so naturally. Yeah. Cause like, like you can tell when people are trying really hard, but like there's just something about like he like his little facial expressions, like his like
0: He makes it look effortless, yeah.
1: yeah, he has like this gen like it's kind of pretentious, but like he has this kinda of, like je ne sais quoi about him that like
0: mm-hmm.
1: is so natural. whereas like he's the secret like, sauce. You can't yeah, teach it. You just like, have it or you don't have it. Yeah, or like with Jack Nicholson you can like kinda of tell it's more of a it's more performative. Um whereas like I felt like with Jim Carrey it's like I don't know. It's just, like, him. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I can't explain it, but I thought he did really well.
0: You're and, saying, and Jim he... Carrey, you're so good at playing crazy freaks because you are crazy. <laughs> um,
1: and but, he, he, but, I don't think you would deny that. But,
0: yeah, the casting, <laughs> but, I think, again. He's great. For for what it is, being, like, this goofy, campy, almost feels like a throwback to the 60s stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think wall to wall, the casting is almost perfect. Mm-hmm. again like I I like Tommy I Lee Jones
1: Val.
0: um Val well I have some thoughts about Val I think he's a better Batman mm-hmm. than than Michael Keaton was mm-hmm. but as Bruce he's pretty vanilla and bland like he doesn't really emote all that much
1: is that I feel like that may just be Bruce no
0: because I, it's not that he's not expressive I'm just saying like I don't really feel like there's anything on like it feels like they just pointed the camera and, and told him okay say don't go in there In action don't go in there. You know what I mean? Like, like it just, feel, it doesn't feel like he's really, I don't know. Maybe it was an acting choice to be really reserved. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, it just feels I, a little I feel,
1: boring. No, I understand what you're saying. And I think I'm, I. Because even
0: the Christian Bale ones, he's, still has a personality.
1: I guess so, As yeah. Bruce Wayne, you know. We'll, we'll see, we'll see, like, um, uh, what's his name? Christian Bale's interpretation, I think, we will get a better understanding. But yeah. I don't know. It just seems like Bruce is just kind of like. Like a piece of butter, like.
0: <laughs> but see, but that's not. But that that's. I think it's indicative of the films we watch that most of them, except for *Mask of the Phantasm*, has really sidelined Bruce. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but oh, but I think I remember saying in *Mask of the Phantasm* is that that is really hard to not make him a piece of toast.
0: Yeah, exactly. So like,
1: it's like it's like such an internal struggle that you you yeah. somehow have to subtly. ...bring out into actions...
0: Let me give you an example.
1: ...without blowing your cover.
0: Let me give you an example. Right? Because here's the thing is that he's meant to be as Bruce. Like, well, really when we say Bruce, we're talking about two people. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about Batman. There's the Bruce... ...who is Batman.
1: Yeah.
0: But he's not dressed as Batman. Like the Bruce like in the Batcave or he's talking to Alfred about something as Bruce. But then there's the playboy playboy billionaire, right? Yeah. That, you know... Let's, like, using the example of, let's say, like, looking ahead, the Robert Pattinson version. hmm They specifically, like, and they talk about this in interviews, was, like, this version of Batman, if he's only, like, in his second year of being Batman. hmm So, he hasn't really developed the Playboy persona quite yet. Rob. Yes, okay. Robert Pattinson. yeah. So, when he's Bruce Wayne, he's just, like, emo. Yeah, yeah. But that's, like, at least a choice. Yeah. Whereas this movie is trying, is like on paper, he's like meant to be like the same Michael, like the Playboy billionaire version of Bruce. Yeah. But he's not doing anything with the character. He's not really like leaning yeah. into that characterization. Well, they
1: don't really have, they don't really have the, Um. I don't think they really like give him the situations to show that whereas like in the Mm. in the mask of the phantasm like he's at a soiree and like there's like girls surrounding him and stuff so so i think in a way the whole playboy situation like if, if you were to defend the kind of like flatness would be that like he doesn't do anything yet they're everyone's still like attracted to him like whether you know for his money basically but like mm-hmm. he doesn't really have to try hard um, but then also I think just like Rob Patterson is just like kind of like a better face actor like like with Twilight like Rob Patterson's
0: like one of the best actors of his generation but he's just been like in schlock for like 10 years
1: yeah it's, it's like really <laughs> it's so hard to describe because it's so subtle but it's just like he, he can do something that like makes it not just plainly emo like like you can see like other stuff behind yeah. his eyes somehow
0: Well it's actually interesting when he was cast as Batman.
1: It's so weird. <laughs>
0: um, cuz he was in the Christopher Nolan film Tenet. Okay. As kind of like a suave British agent guy. Oh. So people were like cuz when Barbara Hadza was first cast as Batman people were like why like why are they casting like this twilight mm-hmm. like teen heartthrob bo- like he can Oh, but then the people watched Tenet and they were like he can actually play the do the Playboy Billionaire thing kind of well. He could play that. He didn't really get to do that in The Batman. Mm -hmm. But, but, um... So so your argument is basically the material here doesn't really give him, Val Kilmer, much to do. I I agree with you to a point, but I think there's still... I think he
1: just... just, Michael
0: Keane at least also didn't have much to do, but he just had, like, a natural uh, charisma that I think Val Kilmer doesn't... Not that he doesn't have. Because I've seen him in other movies. I kind of
1: like that. And And he has a
0: a different kind of like I think I've only ever seen him in the Top Gun movies
1: yeah I and that's have a different kind no of charisma because he's meant
0: to kind of be like the the bully like the kind Ice of asshole Man or whatever yeah Iceman I but don't,
1: I don't know him like at all I mean like you said about Top Gun and I remembered him from that but has he been in like anything he
0: absolutely. was pretty big in the 90s and I think he really tapered off oh okay and now he has throat cancer I think which is really
1: oh was that me. real
0: yeah, oh, that's and, why he was Top
1: Gun? Oh.
0: Um In fact, in Top Gun, <laughs> I believe like you they're communicating with the computer.
1: Yes, um, yes, yes.
0: But then he does say like one or two sentences, like for emphasis at mm-hmm. the end of their conversation. I believe he didn't actually say I don't I don't believe he can talk in real life. I think they, mm-hmm. they used AI oh. to replicate his voice to and just have, like, move your lips like you're saying this stuff and then
1: we'll yeah. we'll we'll put it in. It seems like I've seen i've seen stuff where he's been a voice actor uh so wasn't he in prince of egypt yeah prince of egypt who uh, was he in prince of egypt moses oh i have no idea um
0: i think it was moses
1: yes moses and god
0: well yeah because i think the whole idea yes yes but
1: um yeah in planes but um a lot of these like live action ones where i would like know him like know his face or whatever i haven't seen these
0: yeah. Um, yeah. He was probably, he was much bigger in the 90s. I think he kind of tapered off.
1: Well, there's um, some stuff in the in the 2000s.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm not saying he wasn't in anything. I'm just saying, I think his star power probably was, you know, this is kind of like around that time. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think overall, just like, I think at least good, if, if nothing else, for the visuals, mm. I think phenomenal casting across the yeah. board. Um,
1: I think, I think he was, he's a good, Bruce, like he's like, no I'm sorry Michael Keaton but he's like he's like a little bit more like attractive you believe
0: he's like a hot yeah
1: yeah yeah um you know Michael
0: Keaton's like a very specific look
1: yeah nothing
0: unconventionally attractive not that he's
1: ugly or anything but I think just like the the I don't know like the straight edge like I don't know strong jaw like the little glass is like I don't know it just like he's kind of nerdy yes but but not in like a Steve Jobs way no
0: like Just in like a, a nerdy.
1: cool billionaire way. Like
0: Oh no, I'm saying I think it's like a Steve Jobs.
1: Right? Oh. Like I, I think don't know.
0: He, he looked he was like a little too like nerdy and kinda like.
1: I don't know. I thought fiery. he I thought he was cute. I thought he I thought he did the funny little things. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when he was when he was like smiling or like like doing that little smirk as Batman. That was silly. Mm-hmm. Like you know. <laughs> he, has, yeah. he has those little things, you know?
0: Um something that we haven't really talked about this movie. Um and normally we wouldn't really—it wouldn't really matter—but um, Joel Schumacher is gay.
1: Oh my God! The amount of bulges in this movie. The
0: I, I and like, the look, I'm size. Fair.
1: I'm oh, for it.
0: Oh my God. It's, but I think it's a part of this conversation, and it was again. This is one of the things that people maligned the this and the next film for was how how homoerotic they were, um,
1: I guess or so. are, I should say. Um, I guess so. You but know, people say that about Top Gun. Is, are dudes just being nice to each other? Is that seen as no? Homoerotic? It's like it's like, like
0: this <laughs> weird physical. No, but this like really is like homo. Like it's not even subtext, right? Where it's like. Know. Crotch shots oh huge bulges. It's so when he, big. When Batman puts I, the one <laughs> like the the,
1: the the butt shot.
0: Well, I was gonna say the crotch shots and the bulge or whatever, like it's not like he zooms in on just the crotch, it's just because it's so big you notice it. Yeah. But the butt shot is what got me. So if you haven't seen this movie, <laughs> near the end Batman puts on like a new outfit and they're doing close ups of all of like the different p- parts of it, like the the like the the gloves, well, the I, chest plate. I, yeah. But then they do one where he literally turns around and they have, like, plastic butt cheeks. <laughs> and they it, it fills the whole screen.
1: Honestly, I think it just adds to the campiness, but it is kind of... Mom's fault? I like it. That's it is, thing is noticeable. I like it. And it's not that it's, like, bad or, like, inappropriate, I don't think, because, like, they are tight outfits, right? So it only makes sense. But it's just, like... Jesus Christ! The the only one with the little bulge was Jim Carrey. Yeah,
0: it it was like, and also like the lawn. There's like a scene, like I wrote laundry scene, like when when Robin's doing laundry and he's like dancing and like he's like, it's like a very, it feels like a music video and it's like very.
1: They do laundry in the circus. (laughs) And look, this isn't this isn't saying necessary.
0: This is not a critique. I'm not saying this is a bad thing by any you know in any sense. Right, um, I think it's just something that I think should be discussed because it adds to the personality and identity of this film right yeah, um, yeah. but again, I think it like like look it was I'm sh- sorry and maybe I sh- maybe I don't know if this is like PC to say, but like oh God. But, no but I'm saying like gay directors have been really creating <laughs> <laughs> like some of the steamiest heterosexual <laughs> s- ro- like sexual tensions ever. <laughs> For decades they've been doing this. <laughs> and Joel Schumacher is no exception. Because the amount... Like, how sexy this is. Like, like Nicole Kinman comes... I read in the thing. So she, like, she yeah. tells him to be at her place at midnight. Yes! To have sex!
1: <laughs> of course.
0: But she answers the thing and she just dresses... She was actually naked. She she's, was not wearing no, anything under naked. the thing. Yeah, I read the tri- in the trivia.
1: Yeah, you um, can tell. Um,
0: and it's like this banter between them. The sexual thing you could cut with them.
1: Nice, bro. They just like started making out. Yeah, and then she was like, "Oh, actually, I I like someone else." That was yeah. so funny.
0: <laughs> it's
1: but also I'm gonna be honest. I I didn't really like that dynamic. I thought it was kind of weird. Which oh, I- it was not. It was
0: not good chemistry on like an actual artistic level.
1: <laughs> Which is strange because I like. It was just two like hot people Andrea, being. Yeah, but I just, I don't know. I just thought it was, like, really forced. like.
0: Well, with Andrea and in Mask of the Phantasm, like, they There's did a lot of there. work. You know. A, the voice performances are great. Yeah. Number one. But then number two, they do a lot of c- good character work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whereas here, t- t- Nicole Kidman's character, like, I did not again, because I'd never seen it. I didn't know much about it. I-, I thought she was, like, Poison Ivy or something. Like, I thought she was going to be, like, a uh, character we knew. yeah. Um she does not really have much development. She really is there as like okay, we've done Vicky Vale, we've done Catwoman.
1: Is she even a, a person I like... believe
0: she was created just for the film.
1: Oh, okay, cuz I never heard someone named Chase from no, from the No, I believe
0: I believe she's unique to this film. Um mm-hmm. and she is she is really there just to be like a love interest for the just dude just to be hot just to be like a hot but it's like it's like you know what the Joel schumacher got the assignment and he turned it in early yeah and answered the bonus questions <laughs> on the homework right you know what i mean like yeah like he really like it was like okay look on a like artistic level and script level this is pretty thin but yeah we're gonna make it as like you know as as uh sexy as we can
1: yeah um, and and i don't think she was bad i think it was just it, it was just so strong that it was like, like, oh my god, like, like she was just like throwing herself at him, and it was like, within the first two <laughs> minutes, I was in this movie. Like of structure. Why? Just because he's like a masked vigilante? Like, she was like, oh, I just like always go after the bad boys, but like, I guess he's so. not a bad boy. He he like works, he works with, with the, the cops. Yeah, what exactly. What are you know. saying? Just because he has a mask he's like on? Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, that was so weird. Did she think they were gonna have sex in his suit? She I was going to find out his identity.
0: I was going to say, I it would be funny if he was like, here's this blindfold.
1: I only really have sex. It, I just thought it was a strange, yeah,
0: a, a fun fact, this is the first, she's the first actress slash character to kiss Batman when he's dressed as Batman.
1: Yeah? In
0: all the other films, mm-hmm. if anyone kisses him, it's, he's Bruce.
1: And then, and then that inspired Sam?
0: Oh, uh, Spider-Man and, and the, I'm just the, kidding.
1: I don't know, uh, but maybe. No, I don't maybe. think so, but. Um, you could say so.
0: It's interesting because when they're kissing, you know, her tongue is in his cheek because the film is very tongue in cheek.
1: <laughs> that that was that was a sloppy kiss. That was that was in it.
0: Yeah, that was not you,
1: like the little like um, like kind of Disney movie princess kisses these were, these where it's just kisses. like ah, oh, like did mouth like, open.
0: Did you like my segue? Yeah,
1: yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty corny, but you know that's who we are, so.
0: Um, but yeah, no, it's really, it's just really tongue in cheek, and like I said, it's more stylized and cartoony than the other ones were. Um, and like you know, like, like take we were talking about this before. but Take Tommy Lee Jones for example, the makeup, right? Like, yeah, you contrast it with the Dark Knight one, where it's like, what would this be like in real life?
1: Yeah.
0: Whereas this, it's like not only is he burned with like acid,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's like he's purple now
1: yeah it's like made like kind of like silly like he's like
0: it's very monstrous. exaggerated yeah it's very very exaggerated also
1: lol the uh, i don't know the exact story but i think in the the harvey dent or the harvey dent in the christopher nolan one isn't it from like a pipe
0: like no so what happens is, is that he gets covered in in gasoline on one side
1: Oh and then oh, there's oh. an
0: explosion so that side of his whole body gets burned it's not acid oh.
1: Okay, well, it, it was kind of silly, like the the explanation. Like he just covered his face with like a folder, and that's why it's like only on the one side. In
0: why the Dark Knight?
1: In this movie. Oh, oh like his like, backstory. Some, they show that someone threw threw. Like the mob guy.
0: I don't yeah. understand. I I got, kind of got lost in that explanation. I guess he somehow blames Batman for it. But I forget why he blames Batman for this. act. Even though it was the mob guy who did it. Uh,
1: I think. Mm, I don't know. I got confused too, but maybe because he caught him and he was
0: there. It was like you're the reason he was on trial. I was like, yeah, you're you were trying him though. <laughs> anyway, um, I but, guess
1: if they never tried him, he wouldn't have thrown the acid. But that's kind of a big workaround, though. I don't
0: know. Yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's just whatever. Um, but But uh, something interesting I noticed, like again going back to Kilmer, Kilmer versus Keaton right (laughs) it's interesting because Kilmer is like very vanilla Mm -hmm. but the surrounding film is so much wackier than previous films yeah so it makes his kind of like more low key performance more noticeable and if anything it would be like I feel like Keaton would have done better in this maybe but maybe you need Bruce to be like the straight man and everyone else is wacky but like it's, like, it it's weird. funny, like, how it's, like, it almost should be flipped. Yeah, it's like- the,
1: the juxtaposition was really weird. Like, I thought it kind of brought down the movie sometimes, like, because it was so, like, out there. I don't know. And, like, some, something I also noticed was that, like, they kind of changed Gotham. Like, it was more, like, like a Chinatown type situation. So it was, like, more, like, neon light. Like, this, this movie was so 90s. Like, there was, like, the neon lights, like, um in like the just like in general but then there was like that gang of like like the um, what are they called like glow stick gang
0: <laughs> yeah they had like lightsabers and then and yeah. then they was, were like it was like it was like dark light a uh, black light yeah it was like it was black like light glowing. and they all
1: had like the glow like they were going to a fucking rave or something yeah and then there was like um, then there were like the people doing the drums and they looked like the, the people in the masks in Scooby-Doo Spooky Island.
0: Yes, it's, and, it's not called Scooby-Doo on Spooky Island. It's called Scooby-Doo.
1: Well, you know what? It's not called Batman 89 either, but that's Ooh. how you know it. Because um, there's literally like a million Scooby-Doo's. Yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of funny. It reminded me of that. And, like, uh, Robin's, like, is it a haircut? His sideburns? Like, sure, yeah. His whole look like kind very of, sharp yeah it was very nice it looked like someone from like from that movie yeah and then like the the kind of glow in the dark like the, the drums and all of that yeah. i
0: i could be totally wrong i could be misremembering but if i in my research or my trivia looking up situation.
1: Gives me big boss baby um, vibes.
0: It, it gives me big huge boss baby No, vibes.
1: just kidding yeah. it gives me big Scooby Doo vibes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like you everything's compared to Scooby Doo or Back to the Future <laughs> <laughs> or like that's like everything. Um that's no cool. but um I believe Cho- like Tokyo was maybe a reference for this. Yeah. Um, it, not so much like China but just like even if it wasn't neon lights where it was like or something. if like it was city lights like, you know, but shining I saw, on a I saw statue a like it's gonna be blue or green, like it's gonna no, be a was color.
1: Red. I saw I saw like Chinese sure. just
0: I just mean red. any colour. I'm yeah, just saying a yeah. color like like in the Tim Burton one, it would have been like shades of gray, yeah, and then like yes, if there was like a, a light shining on something, so it would much be, brighter, yeah, it'd be it'd be just like a standard like kind of neutral color. So Whereas much with brighter. this, it's like it's gonna be very intentional. Like this is not gonna be realistic. Like we're gonna have yeah. a choice.
1: Both the colors, like color palette, and then also yeah. like the the form, like we were saying with yeah. the glow and the the, the glow but, sticks
0: and stuff like that. that. Again, that's like my favorite or part of the young. movie. I think is like the color palette, just like how, you know, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. You can debate if it's a good choice or not, but mm-hmm. I don't think you can say this movie is like mediocre one way or the other. I think it's either good or bad. You know, I don't think you could say it's kind of like lazy. In any no, sense, not you know lazy. I mean? No. Um, but the, the film just is filled with like these ridiculous lines <laughs> and acting choices. They it's are. like, like even even for me, like I'm talking about how much I love like the silliness and how extra it is. Sometimes there's like like so so the the whole subplot with uh, with the Riddler. Right, he starts off in Wayne Enterprise's, like, R&D department, right? Why is his manager so extra? He's like, he's like, I told him, we canceled that this morning! (laughs) Like, he's so over the, it's like, it's like, why are you making these acting choices? Like, why are you doing that? He's trying
1: to match Jim Carrey.
0: Um, I guess so, but I don't know, it just feels kind of
1: strange. Well, he's just like a, he's just like a neurotic, like, uptight guy who's trying to impress the CEO,
0: I don't know. It just feels kind of funny. Um, oh,
1: yeah. it's just
0: funny, dude.
1: I also thought, like, maybe it's because there's, like, kind of the three people, like, three kind of situations happening, but some of the stuff just kind of, like, I was, like, kind of confused about. Like, like it didn't make, like, why is he all of a sudden, like, trying to prove, like, Bruce specifically wrong? Like, for them. Well, I
0: guess because he pitched in the idea and he was like, no.
1: No, I know, but, like, couldn't that just be with anyone? Like, couldn't that... I mean, I know he killed his manager, but like... Couldn't that just be like, oh, I'm going to show them out. I'm going to show them... I think he... It's there's like, two reasons. It's like a specific thing. There's two
0: Bruce. reasons. Number one, because Bruce is the one who said no. <laughs> and two, it's a Batman film.
1: This so he true. has to, he has to hate true. Batman.
0: That, that's why. Those also, are the two reasons.
1: something that I noticed. He was, he was like regular, right, in one scene... Then the next scene, he was Riddler, pink hair. Then the next scene, he was he was regular again. What, do he keep dyeing his hair back and forth?
0: Well, there's one part where he intentionally looks like Val Kilmer, on purpose.
1: Yes, no, that was like yeah. the
0: his hair. That I think they even gave him a fake mole. Yes, because Val a fake Kilmer fake has mole. that mole on his on his neck or like his his jawline.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, something I noticed about this one, there's a lot more CGI. Um, and by a lot yes. more, I mean I don't think the previous two live-action films had any CGI really. Um, yeah. Well, whereas there's this one, there's a lot, there's a lot more, more computer-generated imagery.
1: Yeah, like, like, blowing up and, and you know, cars going in yeah. buildings. So, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense.
0: I think there's some landscape, um, landscape's not the right word, like, the urban landscape, like, some buildings, I think, were CGI Skyline. in some parts. Yeah. Um, what'd you say? Skyline? Yeah, yeah. But I, I I've, I'm Maybe I'm just confusing this with Mask of the Phantasm, but isn't there a sequence where we're, like, kind of, like, moving through the city? Like, I think it's, like, an opening scene, mm-hmm. and it was clearly CGI. Like you were going to, because it looked like a PS One video game.
1: Like maybe I don't remember that, but if it was, it wasn't that long. Because um, I, I think that was with the phantasm.
0: But um, I will say for his bland performance, Kilmer's very handsome. He's pretty handsome. He is very, he is very, very he's probably the sexiest, except for maybe, <laughs> except for maybe Adam West. He's probably the sexiest. Adam West is pretty, pretty um,
1: attractive.
0: Yeah. But but Adam West is like sexy in the way where it's like. I'm, like, a 20-year-old actress starting off in the business, and I'm going to sleep with this 50-year-old guy who's still, like, amazingly attractive. What? <laughs> I know that was very specific. <laughs> Whereas Val Kilmer's, like, young people hot. Adam West is old people hot. Oh, Old, <laughs> old in you know, he, he probably wasn't even that old, I guess actually. so. I wonder how old he was. Maybe he wasn't even that old. He just looks like an no. older hot person. Like, you know how George Clooney well, was that's, hot, that's what I but he's say. still hot, but, like, in a different way?
1: Yes, that's right, what I'm yes.
0: saying. Where it's like, it speaking of George Clooney, like he, he's Jennifer, Batman in the next uh, one. Jennifer Val Kilmer Ar- does not Jennifer return. Aniston.
1: Oh, oh yeah, you said that Val was only in the one. Yeah. I guess I didn't like him.
0: Well, I, I think know. Joel Schumacher was like, I don't want to work with him again.
1: Oh, that's right, because he was.
0: They were had some issues difficult. on set. Yeah. What was it?
1: What What is he being difficult about? He was just
0: rude, I guess. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Oh, well. To people and, and to him and
0: being like a like a like an actor. He was just being an
1: actor. Sometimes people they get grumpy. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna defend him. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it was kind of weird that Bruce was like blonde, but like
0: our first blonde Bruce. It was like yeah. a dirty
1: blonde. A dirty blonde, yeah. Oh, you. I'm I the know. only
0: blonde Bruce, no?
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know.
0: I think so. I yeah. think so.
1: Yeah. I thought he was all right. He, he he looked he looked good in the turtleneck and the little glasses and whatnot.
0: Did they give him little glasses? They were bigger though. They weren't little. Well,
1: I mean, they the little the little glasses that he. Sometimes puts on, never reads with, and then takes them off shortly yes.
0: after. they're they're just for the look. Yeah,
1: like, look look does, at these.
0: They're just they're just they're just
1: clear glasses. <laughs> There's no
0: prescription.
1: He doesn't wear them while he's Batman. Does he have oh. contact lenses? Are they just for reading? But, he never reads.
0: <laughs> but this is is this the best Jim Carrey performance? No. Is it the most Jim Carrey performance?
1: Yes. Oh my God. I think
0: this I think he's outdone himself. I thought I'd seen the most ridiculous Jim Carrey ever. <laughs> this this I think ups, I think this takes the cake. I think this is the yeah. most ridiculous. Um his physicality, the costumes. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just out of this world. It's just it's outrageously. He keeps late.
1: changing. He keeps changing. He's got so many outfits. I didn't realize he was a fashion man.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand that. I think he just had the one the green outfit yeah. with the question marks but i guess he gets but i
1: but i guess that's he took that from that little fortune teller type thing like
0: which was maybe sentient
1: also yeah <laughs> was that sentient and also why did he have that
0: i think because what? they thought it would be funny that's why
1: <laughs> you
0: this is a movie
1: this is what I'm saying.
0: This is, I'm confused. I told the story about Harrison Ford telling Luke Skywalker not to care it's, about Palpatine. If, kind it, if of this movie. ever, rep, if that quote ever applied to anything, it would be this movie. It's not that kind of movie. I if know. people are worried about that, we're in big trouble. It's
1: just the fact that I know it's not that kind of movie, but the fact that it's there raises questions.
0: Um, let's talk about Robin.
1: Okay.
0: Because again, I think this the grown
1: man. The grown man pretending, pretending to be, like, to a, be, a teenage boy. Like 17
0: years old. <laughs> um, let's think, because we talked about this with the other ones where Robin's been in it. No, Is that, not 17. like, Robin...
1: He, college. They say college. So he's older. I don't know why he would need a guardian if he's in college,
0: though. I don't think... I think he's, like... I think he's going into... He's, like, a teenager. Like, he's gonna be in college.
1: Okay. He says um,
0: college kid. Um, but we've talked about this where it's, like... These movies kind of, like, sometimes... Robin. Sometimes they don't use Robin, yeah. and it's like interesting to see how they do it because it's like there's no, there's no great way to do it where it's not weird mm-hmm. and silly. Um And I don't know if it makes it better or worse that he's like a grown man, Um but he's been grown man the other ones. But like with Bert, with with the Adam West like one, like with Bert
1: obviously Ward. grown man, not like a like a baby faced person. Like he's Selena the Gomez, first one
0: that looks like... like he could beat me up.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas like, the other
0: one... Like, so let's look at the other Robins. The first serial film, that was a literal boy. Yeah. The second one, he was a scrawny dude. Mm-hmm. In the Adam West one, it was Burt Ward, who was a grown man, but he was very short and scrawny. Mm-hmm. Chris O'Donnell's like a, a tall, like, wide-framed <laughs> well, man. Well, how,
1: how old was he? Like,
0: like... 25.
1: Okay. This was
0: the era where it was That's like you would watch...
1: too bad.
0: This was the era... Where, I mean, not the era. Like, this has basically been, I think, forever until recently. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, you're playing 17 years old, but you're, like, 25 or 30 years old. Yeah, know. Like, yeah. if you look at Smallville, Tom Welling, who played Clark. Yeah. The first year he was supposed to be 14. He was 24.
1: He was not 14. He was 24 years old. He did not look 14 at all. No one, and everyone was older. Yeah. That That's what you did. At, at least with, like, something like 13 Reasons Why, like, they, they looked... They, like you could kind of believe it, even though like not like some of them are older, you know. They
0: they would their characters were meant to be like 16 or 17, and they were like 22.
1: Yeah, or someone like. Whereas Tom
0: Welling was was twenty four. He was ten years older than his character. No, he
1: did be. not look like a. I don't care. I don't care. I've never seen a fourteen year old look like that. Tall, oh, sure, maybe. Well,
0: well, it makes sense because he was not fourteen.
1: So. No, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. So he does not. But die. when you're a kid, <laughs> but like with, you're like, I
0: guess that's what teenagers look like.
1: <laughs> no, I know, right? <laughs> um, or or you could have something crazy like Ralph Macchio and like I think he he was like.
0: Was like the reverse. I, I, I think he
1: was like like 30 years old when he did Karate Kid, right? He was like something, maybe not 30, but like...
0: He was like 20-something. Yeah. And he, he was playing like a 15-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: there there's some people who are just like that, you know? Yeah. They can just... But, forever.
0: but I think they do, I think they, at least on paper, this Robin is, like, I think Robin works best when he's like kind of a shithead, mm-hmm. like where he's kind of like an ass, where he's like kind of like a, like a little tougher and like... I guess so. I think that works better. Is
1: he supposed to be? I hey,
0: thought, some I, versions. I thought of him. he was
1: supposed to be silly. It's like, oh. hey, Batman.
0: That's that's the that cultural just, conception yeah. from the Adam West <laughs> one, right? You know, um, I think I think he works best as a character when he's kind of like a little edgier, mm-hmm. and and Batman's there to kind of like keep him from going off the deep end in yeah. a way. Um, so we do kind of get that here. Um, that was we get his origin.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, that was so sad. I don't know why, because it's like a very. I don't know why you. It's like a very like kind I don't know of. I
0: why it was so emotionally. Generic effective.
1: like kind of thing to happen or whatever, but like, oh my gosh, I I actually cried like during that. Like, I know. I was that very was surprised. so sad because because his mom was like, oh, be careful, and like they're a tight fa- like tight knit family, and they're doing like their little acrobat, whatever. Yeah. He saves the town. He saves the tent. Comes back. The all three good. dead. And you know what? And Bruce was like, "Oh, we're the same." No, he also lost a brother. He's mourning three people. You're only mourning two. And also, his are really fresh. So you know. And also, also you have Alfred, who is the same Alfred from the last movies, which I think he's really cute. He's a cute little old man. Yeah, and I think he he, gets
0: more opportunity to shine in this
1: one. He's a good Alfred. Yeah,
0: because because. this version of Bruce both the Keaton and the Kilmer like is already Batman
1: mm-hmm.
0: we don't get to kind of see Alfred kind of be like a mentor figure for him as much
1: mm-hmm.
0: like he's kind of like this already fully formed Batman yeah, whereas with this it's because it's Robin's good. kind of going through his origin Alfred kind of gets to be a mentor for him mm-hmm. so Alfred not only just gets more scenes yeah like but he gets that opportunity to shine and kind of have like these these kind of touching moments with Robin and kind of encouraging him and, yeah um
1: I also thought it was interesting that like um i I always thought it was that like i I figured because he was his ward or whatever that like Bruce brought Robin into what he's doing, right, but like this was more like Robin's kind of like forcing himself into it, like like Batman is a or Bruce is against the idea of him becoming something like Batman, whereas he whereas he's like. You know, I want to be your sidekick. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I don't know if that's from. I don't know the if that's comics. true. Yeah, but I just. I don't
0: know. Well, because I, it's at the very least, Bruce encourages him to be his ward, like to take care of him.
1: Yeah. No, I, I figure, I figure because of that, he's like, oh, like I get to have this little buddy, you know, like, like mm-hmm. people who are like, oh, like I want to, you know, put my sure, like, my yeah. little girl in pageants or whatever, you know. Um, kind yeah. of like a... Like a, a, t- a toy. A child yeah. to play with or whatever. Um, <laughs> in, a, in a non-weird way. And... Um, but I thought it was interesting. No. He wanted... And also Alfred, without telling Bruce, like introduced him to the whole thing. Yeah. He just let him into the bad cave. No, he didn't
0: let him in. Robin snuck
1: in. Well, yeah, but he knew what he was doing. I don't think so. He... Come on. He saw him up there... He walked in the door.
0: Yeah, that's why the acrobatics you know, are really his, funny. His like, little
1: acrobat ass is gonna be flipping around.
0: He jumps out like three stories and climbs You know, like, you
1: know, he's but, like, but, he's a hard-headed dude. He he's gonna try to figure out what's in that room that's locked. It's like mm-hmm. Belle. you know, why why can't I go in the west wing or the east wing or whatever which whatever one she can't go into? Mm. So she goes into.
0: It. Um, but this is a very noble Batman in this one. When he's you know what I mean? Yes.
1: You know, there's a few examples I worked out. kill.
0: Um yeah but but I mean in terms of just like being like a nice dude. So like for here's a few examples. So so um, the opening thing with like the Riddler, he he kills the the like his manager or whatever. Yeah. But he makes it seem like it was a suicide. Yeah. So so Bruce is like I want to make sure that
1: Family. His family gets
0: all the benefits. <laughs> like,
1: oh yeah, the family No, yeah, I thought that was really. Sweet.
0: And and the woman who like his assistants like oh like suicide isn't covered under our insurance policy. He's like I know. Give give him the full benefits. We'll pay for the benefits. Anyway.
1: Yeah, I thought that um, was sweet.
0: At the circus, um, you know, Two Face has this bomb and he's like, I'll do I'll. The only way to stop this is if Batman reveals himself. Whatever, and and without think without hesitating. Bruce shops. I am Batman, but there's so much pandemonium, no one can hear him. Yeah. And it's funny, because Dick kind of calls him out on it later, Mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, you could have stopped this by turning yourself in. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I tried.
1: Yeah. You
0: know? Uh,
1: How did Chase not hear that? She was right next to him. Yeah, I know.
0: (laughs) Um, But, and then also, like, when Dick really doesn't want to stay with him, and he kind of, like, gets him to stay, and he's like, oh, you know, I have all this stuff, and, you know, maybe you could keep... Like, he kind of, like... Yeah, he, He's doing it. He's not because he really needs help. He doesn't really give a shit about fixing these bikes. It's it's to get so, him to yeah. stay, right? Yeah, so,
1: him and Alfred both do that. So,
0: I will say, even if his performance is kind of, like, muted, I do like that screenplay element. Mm-hmm. The, in terms of the writing, like, they kind of give Bruce, like, a heart of gold, right? Where I feel yeah. like the other ones, like, didn't really... Do much in way of that, like him being like a really good guy. I don't know, like not he, that he was a bad guy. Besides,
1: like saving people.
0: Yeah, but I'm that. saying just like as no like, like,
1: like interpersonal things. Really yeah. To,
0: to do um, well.
1: but something else again that I think
0: was more interesting in this than the Tim Burton ones in terms of Batman is that um we really get to see him wrestle with his guilt over his parents' death yeah, and like that trauma. Like it was his fault um,
1: or something.
0: And from my understanding, there's there was a much longer version of this film. Um, mm-hmm. And not even longer, but there was a lot of deleted scenes that really delved more into the, like, his psycho- oh, really? the psychology, but the uh, studio uh, wanted it lighter, more goofy, mm-hmm. like they wanted it to, again, for average, because it seems like, again, they lost a lot of money because, uh, in terms of merchandising for the last one, because it was darker, and certain like, I
1: don't know. I think McDonald's
0: should- pulled the Happy Meal deal because it was like too dark and they were like we don't want to be associated with it it's kind of dark and yeah. a little too scary for kids and, I do um, so, so apparently so there was even more of this is my point this yeah. this idea of like this guilt and like him the idea of the bat and fear and yeah. like you know um, so that's kind of interesting and I guess that does that is like the one thing that kind of makes Chase's character worth it is that she's like a psychologist so it kind of mm-hmm. like is like an excuse to then explore yeah. his his trauma and his repressed memories mm. and all this stuff right um
1: she's not a very she's not a very nice psychologist calling people wackos
0: <laughs> and they make a joke of it's like it was that technical term it's like yeah it's very stigmatizing language <laughs> it, is stigmatizing. it would not work in well, 2023 well i mean
1: it is it is the 90s so you know people but yeah yeah but um not everyone with did has Oh my, uh, she said homicidal, but homicidal tend to... Yeah, decide. why did she say
0: homicidal?
1: Homicidal.
0: That that had to have been intentional.
1: I don't know. I because don't this know. this is a very
0: gay movie. <laughs> homicidal.
1: Why would you um, want that to be associated?
0: Why is Drew Barrymore in this?
1: I don't know. She, she,
0: she she's in everything. She's like... Why. But she's like a bit... Pl- so from my understanding, she she was really troubled, right? So she was a child oh, star. She- yeah. Oh, a huge drug problem. Like... Oh. Like, like, kind of like her eras, like Lindsay Lohan mm-hmm. or Britney Spears or, or what have you. Like, mm-hmm. really, like, just has troubles. Um, well, she really- David Letterman on his show, oh. <laughs> away from the camera, but she she climbed yeah. up on his on his desk and like lifted oh, her top and went, <laughs> like see. So I, I don't know at what period of this, but my point is that like you know, it's weird that she's just like a random side character in this movie yeah. as like a bit, like basically like a henchman for the henchman.
1: I just great. figure, like, in the 80s and 90s, it's not weird to see Drew Barrymore in a movie, like, even in a side role, just because, like, she was doing so much, and, like, I mean, like, E.T. and, like, other stuff. Like, she was just... Like, I don't, don't think... Work. I don't know if she was in a bunch of stuff. I don't know. I feel like she was in a bunch of stuff. Maybe
0: not. I think you're thinking later when she kind of, like, Maybe got about back like, on track like like, in, the, in the, like, the ninety, Like, in this period, like, in the... Like, so I think, like, with, like, the... I don't know much about her career, but, like, The Wedding Singer was, like, 98, Mm -hmm. Um, and that was like you know maybe so I
1: don't know. Um, those are those are. um, It doesn't seem that weird for a '90s movie, but
0: I don't know. It was just funny that she's just like this because the other woman is not famous. Yeah, that's my point. It does. It does seem weird. Yeah. Um, that's all my thoughts though on the movie. Yeah. Um, do you want to do some trivia? Sure. Okay. Um, sorry if I seem a little muted. Um, I I gotta talk to my psychiatrist. I I take I'm on Ritalin. Or my ADHD. You're really
1: spilling it, all your beads. Oh, I don't
0: care. I'm, we're destigmatizing <laughs> it. I don't care. I have ADHD. I don't know if you can probably tell from the tangents we take. Um, <laughs> but I take it and I feel really good for like an hour. Yeah. And then I start to feel irritable and tired and 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 like edgy. Mm. On edge. Um So I don't know. I'm like, why does it only work for an hour? Like I feel really good. Like during this opening, I was like, I feel really good. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm like I'm grumpy now for some reason so mm. sorry if I feel a little more muted the second half of this so mm. but I do I do a really good job at masking which probably isn't healthy but, oh, but so oh um, my good lord should we do some trivia yes
1: uh,
0: Val Kilmer and Jim Carrey became good friends during filming they bonded over the deaths of their fathers aww
1: oh, I
0: sad. guess they both I guess their fathers both died you know during
1: filming no I don't uh, I don't know if they died during filming or just in general, it still sucks to lose.
0: They just died before their time. It wasn't like they were like seventy and.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Jim Carrey's original idea to shave a question mark into his scalp had to be scratched as he was doing court to finalize his divorce.
1: <laughs> it did look like he was gonna be bald before he took his hat off, because um, like the sides were like, bald. The hat, yeah. Yeah, and I, I was not a fan. I was, I was like kind of ticked off. But then I saw he had, you know, then he took his hat off. He had pink hair. I was like, uh, okay. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I was like, I really don't want to see Jim Carrey bald. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't look right.
0: Yeah. It would. That would be kind of strange.
1: Maybe because I'm thinking of the boy. Oh, who's that boy? The scary boy. Who's that boy? Well, the scary man who lives in Brooklyn. The Riddler now. Paul Dano? Paul Dano, yes. Because he has hair, and I think I was thinking of him. And mm. I don't know. I just thought it would be weird if he was just randomly bald and the character's not known for being bald. I don't know. Anywho. That's great. Okay. <laughs> That's great, Carl.
0: While t- while Tim Burton was still slated to direct the film, Mickey Dolenz was considered to play the Riddler. I have no idea who that is. Uh, I think he was part of the Monkees. The band, the Monkees. Oh. Um. But after Burton dropped out, Robin Williams was offered the role by Warner Brothers. Oh. But if you remember, he really lobbied hard to play the Joker in the first one. Yes. It been with Jack Nicholson. Yes. And he was, yes. it, so he refused to play the Riddler in this because he was still bitter about being <laughs> used as bait. I think they kind of then, like, leaked it to the press that they were going to maybe go with Robin Williams. Yeah. To then, like, kind of, in negotiating tactics, get oh, Jack yeah. Nicholson to do yeah. it. So he was like, you used me as bait to lure Jack. I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to do your thing, so.
1: That would have been a good one, good, but... Good for you, Robin. Sticking up yeah. for yourself.
0: Um, the Batmobile was usually driven by stunt drivers, but Chris O'Donnell insisted on driving it himself in the joyride scene. <laughs> um, he crashed into a curb and dented a fender.
1: I can't believe they did that. I, well, maybe it wasn't real, but I can't believe they blew up the car. It's like the Bat, It's like I the know. Batmobile. I
0: can't it's believe like, those villains did
1: that. It's like, no, I know, but usually he, they're like shooting and it's like, ha ha ha, it's impenetrable.
0: Well, I, I don't think it's impenetrable for TNT. Nope. Um, Joel Schumacher, I think I talked about this a little. Joel Schumacher originally wanted to make a much darker, more serious film that would have that would have more fully explored Bruce Wayne's growing fear that his crusade to be Batman had done more harm than good, and that Bruce was beginning to suffer from burnout. But the executives at Warner mm. Brothers insisted on a lighter tone. Um, so there's there's this whole. Have you heard of the like the the Snyder cut? All of this drama. Oh, know, of
1: the of the, the modern ones, so
0: the Superman, Batman. So, one. so, so in terms of like the modern DC films, the the first few were directed by Zack Snyder, yeah, who directed like Three Hundred, Watchmen, uh Dawn of the Dead, like the remake of Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. Um which we watch when they're in the mall. Hmm. Um, and he had when they were making Justice League, they had to he had to drop out. Due to... He, he had to drop out because, unfortunately, his his daughter died. um no. She committed suicide. Aww. So he was just so wrapped up emotionally that he dropped out. Yeah. Of, of making Justice League. Now, for context, yeah. the two previous films in this franchise, Man of Steel, which is like the Superman movie. Yeah. And then Batman v Superman, colon, Dawn of Justice. Yes. Were not really... They were very divisive. Some people loved them. Some people hated them. Yeah. So he leaves Justice League. Mm-hmm. And they bring on Joss Whedon, who directed The Avengers. Mm. To, to direct okay. Just League and that was universally disliked oh and really people yeah it was just people didn't really like it
1: anyway know, some years you know, go you know, by like the Avengers?
0: and people it basically it, it comes out that like you know there's probably enough footage for Zack Snyder to like release his version
1: nah. oh, wait, so, so this
0: so the, this huge versions, online right? campaign begins hashtag release the Snyder cut Release the Snyder Cut. This was the first time that they bullied Warner Brothers for years to finally let Zack Snyder like give him the money to to finish it, like do the post production, maybe film some extra scenes. Yeah. And basically, say do whatever you want.
1: Power to this the is people. for you.
0: So they released it on HBO Max. It was like one of the first things when that service launched,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or, or like one of the first big things. It's like four hours long.
1: Yeah, I thought that's what the Schneider cut is—just like a longer one.
0: It is. It's the same, but it's long. But it has different because Joss but it's Whedon, from I believe, Joss Whedon reshot a lot of stuff, rewrote a lot of stuff. Mm. Um, whereas this was a lot more it's like a Zach whole Snyder style, it's right? A whole
1: different thing, yeah.
0: So now it's like become like I feel like a meme, like to say release the blank cut. Mm. It's actually starting to become a thing. Release the Schumacher cut. That 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 some the, the writer of this movie said that there is a cut a full cut of that original version with all those deleted scenes that's much longer. Hmm. All that they would need to do is like just do like the post-production part of it, like mm-hmm. cleaning some sound up and whatever. Like mm-hmm. like you could really you could do it and release it.
1: Why would they do that if they were told not to? Why would they?
0: No, they made a first cut and then Warner Brothers was like take this out, take that out, take
1: that oh, out. Oh. oh. Mm.
0: So so the presume theoretically the material is there to Release a four-hour version of this movie. Um, four hours. I don't know if we'll ever see it, but my point being is that that does uh, that is a thing, right? Um,
1: I'd watch. All, all this
0: point to be is that Warner Brothers really like pushed for a lighter tone, so any of that stuff that was a little bit more psychologically interesting or maybe thematically darker mm-hmm. uh, was axed. It's a little. There's still a little bit here, but it's 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 neutered quite
1: no yeah, significantly. It's, it's very yeah.
0: Um, when learning to twirl a cane. Jim Carrey reportedly broke around a dozen prop canes and some of his trailer furniture. Um, the bat suit was so heavy that Val Kilmer lost five pounds filming the opening fight scene alone.
1: What? <laughs> That's
0: crazy. I always wonder, it's like, those are probably really immobile. You
1: know? Yeah. Well, I heard, I heard the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were really heavy too. Oh, yeah.
0: Are you kidding? Oh, my God. That's even worse because it's like thick prosthetic. And it has like yeah. stuff in the head for the 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 animatronic stuff.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Right
0: for the mouths moving and stuff, but I think we're controlled by little radio controls. Oh,
1: do you wonder? Do you wonder if the shells were hollow or not? I don't know. Probably. I don't know Hopefully. why they would. I don't know
0: why they would make them not hollow.
1: Well, you have to. They can't be just filled with air. They have to have a hard surface. Well, or... it could be
0: hard, but they can still be hollow.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Anyway,
0: um, Bruce Tim. The writer and producer of the animated series said in an interview, "quote I did not enjoy Schum- Joel Schumacher's Batman at all." <laughs> oh. uh, Batman co-creator Bob Kane said in the Cinescape interview that Val Kilmer had given the best inter- interpretation among all the actors to play Batman up to that time.
1: That's what I've been saying.
0: So a good, a good endorsement from the co-creator Bob Kane. Yes. Um. I wonder how Bill Finger felt about um, about Batman. Bill. Uh, Tim Burton said quote I always hated those titles like Batman Forever that sounds like a tattoo that somebody (laughs) would get when they're on drugs or something or something some kid would write in the yearbook to somebody else I have high problems with some of those titles (laughs) it is rumored that Burton was considering the title Batman Continues while he was still slated to (laughs) direct They are kind of funny. Like, Batman Returns, Batman Forever.
1: That's so true.
0: But the next one is weird. Like, maybe it makes sense when you watch it. Like, it's really, like, a a buddy movie. But, like, why is the next one just called Batman and Robin? I don't know. Like, all the things are, like, nouns or verbs or adjectives. Why is it just, like, Batman and Robin? It's like, here's who's in the movie.
1: I never thought of that, but that's so funny. Had Batman Forever... Like, yeah, like, just like a little boy writing to his friend in yeah. a yearbook.
0: Batman forever. Uh, <laughs> Joel Schumacher's decision to put nipples and enlarged cod pieces on the back costumes, as well as an earring on Robin, caused cod? controversy. What is
1: a cod piece? Like a the dick? bulge. Oh,
0: the like bulge. bulge. <laughs> yeah, cod piece. Um, it even cod pieces. I think you wear like in sports to to protect your. No, face.
1: that's a cup.
0: I think another word is a cod piece. Uh. Um,
1: I didn't know fishes were fish. I yeah. uh, It,
0: it um, but th- doing this as well as um, giving Robin like an earring, mm-hmm. uh, caused controversy. It even bothered Batman creator Bob King. Schumacher said he wanted the costumes to have an anatomic look, um, so they you know you could see like the abs are part yeah, of the costume yeah, yeah. and the nip- the nipples I guess. That's and, a
1: thing. Um, that? While
0: the earring was supposed to make Robin look more <laughs> hip. He also claimed that the basis for Batman for the Batman and Robin suits came from the statues of the gods of ancient Greece, which is kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, right. Which oh do have gosh. like the
0: nipples and, oh but those my... have small penises. Joel.
1: <laughs> well, he said, "Well, if you have the opportunity, you know." Yeah. Um, no, I thought that was really cool, though. They they made Bat or they made Robin um, like a really cool outfit. Like it. It fit because he starts
0: with the with a t- kind of like a goofy like the one like the classic Robin, but then he yeah. gets like a sleek nineties like shiny version. Yeah, yeah. I don't
1: know why it was shiny, but like it fit, just the material. It have like fits a matte finish. more. It fits more like like a duo, you know. Yeah. Um. Because usually, like it's like such the bright colors, it just like he looks goofy. That's why I thought it, it wouldn't
0: have fit like, that,
1: that version. Yeah, that's why I think it what. That's why I. I thought it was weird when you were like, oh, it's best when he's an asshole because, like, he looks goofy. Why would he be an asshole? You know, like... This um, is
0: more edgy. I don't mean, like, he's, like, an asshole. No, I
1: something. know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The two The two. Mm-hmm. Uh, going against each other. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what I was... Oh, yeah, the earring is very 90s. Yeah. It's
0: like <laughs> a single earring. Right?
1: Yeah, the single earring.
0: Yeah. Um, Joel Schumacher wanted, we talked about this a little, Joel Schumacher wanted the design for Gotham City to have personality, with more statues and neon lights. He cited as it influenced the 1940s and 50s Batman comics, 1930s New York City architecture, and modern Tokyo.
1: Mm, Tokyo, yes.
0: Uh, for the scene where Chase Maureen is visited by by Batman on her balcony at night, Nicole Kidman was not wearing any clothing underneath the white silk sheet with which she was covering herself. Oh my. So it's a good thing she didn't drop it. (laughs) <laughs> Michael Jackson lobbied to play the Riddler but he was turned down what? Matthew Broderick also expressed interest in the role Director Sh- Joel <laughs> Schumacher cast Jim Carrey because Schumacher and Warren Brothers felt that he was the perfect part following he was perfect for the part following the success of Ace Ventura colon, Pet Detective
1: hey guys I got a riddle for you
0: Michael Jackson <laughs> Dick Gray- <laughs> Dick Grayson is apparently meant to be a teenager Perhaps 15, but no more than 18. Chris Donald was 25 during filming.
1: Now, he said college... Bruce said college, kid. Uh,
0: In their first conversation, Batman explains to a clueless chase meridian that bats are not rodents, as she believed. He's actually referring to the taxonomy biological classification. Rodents are members of the order Rodentia, and their shared (laughs) trait is, quote, a single pair of continuously growing incisors in each of the upper and lower jaws. (laughs) Bats are members of the... Chiroptera, uh, They are members of the order Chiop- Chiroptera, and their shared traits are wings in elongated digits. They are neither closely related in phylo- phylogeny nor particularly similar in morphology. That was in the trivia, so I thought you would... Well, I wanted to explain the difference between rats and, and bats.
1: <laughs> I, thought, I thought she was just being sarcastic. Obviously, a, a bat is not a rat. Just because. No, do. but like
0: a rodent. But they're not, it's rodent, not a too. rodent. I know, but it's it's like,
1: it's, it's like it's not a,
0: part of Rodentia, it's part of Chairoptia. Chiroptera. Like, it's
1: like almost like a bird kind of thing.
0: No, it's not part like of the a, bird. Like thing.
1: a bird mammal type thing. No, it's its own thing. I don't
0: know. Um. The Riddler dejectedly saying Oh, so I said this while we were watching, and I felt very validated reading this trivia point. The Riddler dejectedly saying, you were supposed mm. to understand after Bruce Wayne doesn't support his vision to market mind technology, can feel more grim and poignant since the release of The Batman in 2022 with Robert Pattinson and Paul Dano. Mm-hmm. In the latter film, that riddler thinks that Batman supports his campaign of mass murder and terror, yeah. and their exchange of opinions leaves both men emotionally shaken. So I, I, I do the comparison, too, where the riddler kind of is, like, butthurt because he was like, I thought you understood my vision. Right. It,
1: that's what I'm saying. Is that it wasn't it wasn't really built out, and I think that's why it was kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Like not not that it was just Bruce, but I guess like the yeah. the way that it was Bruce. Also, you skipped Sam.
0: I know we already talked about Sam. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Yeah, maybe if you were listening. Sam. Um, we talked about this in terms of the Schumacher cut. Uh, many scenes were removed from the final cut for pacing reasons. Mm-hmm. The red diary subplot was extended. Remember like, this idea of like t- his father's red yeah. diary. like, and then he wrote in every day. And then I realized he would never write in it again.
1: That was kind of random.
0: Um, Well, I guess there was more to it.
1: Yeah, there was more,
0: yeah. Um, This subplot was extended with Bruce having guilt over his parents' death since he insisted on going to the theater on that fatal night. Uh, This is hinted in the theatrical cut cut from his repressed memories in the line of Bruce to Alfred, I killed them, referring to the death of the Flying Graysons. The Batcave actually had a hidden layer beneath the Batmobile floor, explaining how the Batwing and Batboat were saved from the climactic bombing. (laughs) <laughs> um, after Bruce wakes up from the shot, he had temporary amnesia. Alfred finally goats him into visiting the hidden portion of the Batcave. Bruce find, finds the abandoned diary and reads the last entry more carefully. they would actually gone to see Zorro, um, as in the comics, mm-hmm. upon his father's insistence, not his own. Um, so he realize he, mm-hmm. he, he, he kind of misremembered he thought it was his, he insisted, but really it was his father's yeah. decision to go see this movie. Yeah. Um, Bruce eventually realizes that he is not to blame for the tragic killings and all of his memories of Batman finally resurface. This would lead more fluently to his final showdown with the Riddler and his assertion that he has consciously embraced both of his identities. Hmm. Again, more interesting. Yeah. Character stuff.
1: Also, can we talk about how he knocked down a whole last door and then they just ignored
0: him? Oh, yeah. Apparently, Nicole, <laughs> that, the, the reason why they added that is that Nicole Kidman was into kickboxing. So she was like, can we integrate this somehow? Why? So... I don't know. She was just like, do I'm it, into it right do now. It,
1: do it in your free time.
0: I don't know. What? <laughs> so they had her doing it. Yeah. So if you haven't watched the movie, Bruce comes to see her in her office and she hears like grunting, like as if she's like, you know, struggle. So he breaks down the door because it's locked. She just <laughs> has like a, like a boxing, uh, what do they call those? Oh
1: uh, yeah. Like the thing the that bag. just hangs. The, the
0: back, bo- like the bo- the punching bag. She's just like kickboxing, practicing, but he knocks on the whole door and and they never explain it. They never, uh, not explain it, they never address it.
1: He just puts it back up.
0: <laughs> now, and he, she's like, luckily, I'm glad if someone was going to do that, it's you, because you could pay for it. And they just, <laughs> then they have their conversation. It feels like they they wrote a scene and then added that part in the beginning, but then didn't change the rest of the scene. <laughs> to reflect that the man with his fucking shoulder busted down this door.
1: Wouldn't Yeah, wouldn't that be like, oh, why are you doing that? You know, like, kind of. Hey, you're acting like Batman. Also, why does she live at the museum or whatever? Does she? They're in the same place.
0: Oh. Are you sure? I guess
1: well, the same background. Kind of It's like that oh. tan, kind of like um, stone type thing. And I don't know then.
0: Do I hear some critical reception?
1: Yes.
0: It was received rather critically.
1: I, I'm i looking at this Rotten Tomatoes and I...
0: Yeah, so <laughs> it has a 39% of Rotten Tomatoes in terms of the reviews at the time. The critical consensus is, quote, loud, excessively busy, and often boring. I don't know if that's true. Batman Forever (laughs) nonetheless has the charisma of Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones to offer mild relief. Uh, Peter Travers of Rolling Stone wrote, quote, Batman still gets in its licks. There's no fun machine this summer that packs more surprises. Travers criticized the film's excessive commercialism, uh, and felt that, quote, the script misses the pain Tim Burton caught in a man tormented by the long-ago murder of his parents, end quote, but praised Kilmer's performance as having a, quote, deftly understated comic edge. Hmm. Um, again, I feel like if, if we, they were able to have those, those extra scenes, it would have added more to, like, that tormented... They
1: always take out the good
0: stuff. Why do they always take out the good stuff? Um... On the television program Siskel and Ebert, Gene Siskel of the Chicago Tribune and Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times both gave the film mixed reviews, but with the former giving it a thumbs up and the latter a thumbs down. In his written review, Ebert wrote, quote, Is the movie better entertainment? Well, it's great bubblegum for the eyes. Younger children will be able to process it more easily. Some kids were led bawling for Batman Returns where the PG-13 rating was a joke. <laughs> like it should have been R or something.
1: Like, yeah.
0: Um, uh, Mick LaSalle of the San Francisco Chronicle had a mixed reaction, concluding, quote, A shot of Kilmer's rubber buns at one point <laughs> is guaranteed to bring squeals from the audience. You're not wrong. rubber buns. Uh, some observers thought Schumacher, a gay man, added possible homoerotic innuendo in the storyline. Regarding the costume design, Schumacher stated, uh, oh, this is about like the, the, it being like Greek statues. Because mm. um, he felt like those were like the perfect bodies. Um, he he had no idea that doing this and the earring and everything, um, they, these were going to spark international headlines. Um, they they but uh
1: the earring the earring is just not, a not, silly not so
0: much thing. the earring, but more so the, the nipples, the bulges. No, the I butt. know.
1: Well, okay, but the earring thing is just a silly thing that people yeah. used to say back N- in the not, day. Not not like, so
0: much the earring. I think I misread more like the Robin no, suit. No, but
1: people would say if you have the one earring on a certain side that you were gay.
0: Well, back then it wasn't safe to say it, so you need to have signals. You know?
1: I guess so, but I don't know if that's true,
0: though. Um, Not entirely. Chris O'Donnell felt, quote, it wasn't so much the nipples that bothered me. It was
1: the (laughs) cod piece."
0: The press obviously played up and made it a big deal, especially with Joel directing. I didn't think twice about the controversy, but going back and looking and seeing some of the pictures, it was very unusual.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the... I mean, you can't help it if you have a big dong, you know? But it's just the fact that it's there. It's just. It's yeah. just noticeable. You yeah.
0: Know? Um, <laughs> uh, in terms of more modern reaction on Letterbox, it has a 2.5 out of five. Uh, it's like a five out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so again, kind of mixed, right? Um, here's some reviews from Letterbox. Logan Kenny has a very positive review it says, "I can't believe that there are people in this world who don't think this is the absolute shit." <laughs> this is the I'm not that oh, it's not oh. absolute shit. Like the like it's really good. Yes, yes. Or yes. like has at least has something interesting. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Um, Adam Bolt writes, "quote Holy shit! Everyone in Gotham needs to get laid."
1: <laughs> That's so true.
0: And similarly, Robbie says, "quote Nicole Kidman's character is the horniest motherfucker I've ever seen."
1: True.
0: It is very true. It's a very horny
1: movie, and she is not afraid to say so.
0: Um. So in terms of the legacy of this film. Talk, uh, in terms of the Schumacher cut so Jules Schumacher died in June of 2020 oh no um, um after he died media outlets he started old? reporting
1: he um,
0: old, right? I don't know what let's see say? Joel oh. Schumacher he he uh he was old he died he was 80 years old when he
1: died. oh really
0: oh. yeah um after he died, media outlets started reporting the possible existence of an extended cut, with the first rumors being thrown in by American journalist, Mark Bernardin? Bernardin? Bernardin claimed it to be darker and contain less camp than the theatrical cut. Some of the differences include uh, Bruce having a vision of a human-sized bat, less of an emphasis on Dick Grayson, and a focus on Bruce's psychological issues with Chase. We talked about this before. The cut used about 50 minutes of additional footage. Warner Brothers confirmed that alternative test screening cuts existed after an interview. So like, because they would do test screening. So there are, so Warner Brothers even confirmed this. uh, Although they have no plans to release it and are unsure about what, if any, footage remains. Um, Batman Forever screenwriter Akiva Goldman revealed in a YouTube interview in April of 2021 that he had seen the original cut of the movie dubbed Preview Cut Colon One recently uh, that he had watched it recently as of April 2021 and they expect a rebirth for the movie coming up suggesting all the footage needed to make the Schumacher cut still exists and that the release of the director's cut might be possible oh. I would actually be really interested in seeing that um again yeah
1: I think that could be good
0: um so Viviana how you doing
1: with what what
0: I'm just doing a check in how are you doing
1: oh I'm fine <coughs> oh, how are you <laughs>
0: I'm good. So, favorite part. <laughs>
1: scene, character, actor, line, what? anything. <laughs>
0: um, Including, but not limited to. It doesn't have to be a scene, character, actor, or line. It could be... so anything else?
1: I know, I know. <gasps> oh. It's my show, too. Um, Probably... Probably Jim, Val, and Alfred.
0: You're a rule breaker, aren't you?
1: Yes, you like to break we've loose. established this.
0: Um, I think for me my favorite part is the direction. Is Joel is Joel Schumacher's direction.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I think even if you don't like this movie, I don't think you can say it's bad direction. Mm-hmm. Or the very least, like it's it's lazy direction. I think it's like mm-hmm. very strong choices. Joel Schumacher is really putting a lot of effort in and really doing some really, really like outrageously interesting
1: mm-hmm. camera
0: work. Push-ins.
1: I did and like editing the stuff too. You know what we really talked the about?
0: The action was much better, I thought. Yeah. Like it uh, felt closer to like what we would later like get with the Christopher Nolan movies in terms of like I'm trying to a see. little more dynamic. Because again, the Tim Burton ones like felt very static uh-huh. and very stale, like it's hmm. slow. Like the way he would frame them, the editing was a little slower, and also especially that first one, Michael King could barely move, yeah. so he would just go like. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you know, just, like, I swing his arm a little, and then, the the robber would fly backwards or something, yeah. right?
1: Oh, I'm trying um, to think. Um, I remember when he was getting ganged up on by the Neon people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, I just find
0: it a little more dynamic. I don't know if yeah. better is the right word, but just more dynamic. Yeah. Um, okay, Viviana. One to ten. What do you give this movie?
1: I'm going to say a six.
0: A six? Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: So you think it was just Okay.
1: Yeah, I thought... I I really... I really enjoyed it. I think that it was, like...
0: So you like the other ones more? The other two more? Mm Because you give those sevens. Uh, mm -mm. Mm, Here you go. I don't
1: know. Here's the thing. Um, I guess so. Because, like, this one was, like, fun to watch, like, color-wise and, like, just, like, visually and everything. But, like, I, I... Dude... Who was it? The someone you said. Um, not that it was like boring, but it just like, I don't know, just kind of like. You were
0: getting a little sleepy during it.
1: I mean, it was late, but also I was just like, hmm, I don't know. Uh, where did it go? Where did it go?
0: Yeah. The, yes, I know the, the, the critical consensus. Yeah.
1: What did that guy say?
0: He said he, he was talking about being boring sometimes.
1: Yeah, but I wouldn't say boring. I would just say more like like Mm -hmm. it kind of washed over me Mm -hmm. um like story-wise i think maybe it didn't really go as deep as i yeah as i needed it to be as as i I would need it to be in order to be like super involved
0: i i would have liked a little bit more to sink my teeth into for sure
1: yeah Um. um like even when like even with robin like they're like barely in any scenes together like like there's no That's a good point. like yeah. development of that relationship where that could like really that could really be something you know because like yeah they're both like angry sad people right yeah. <laughs> so like you know yeah, go, yeah, yeah. going at it you know um but yeah
0: okay so you're giving it a 6 yeah and so, okay so you um oh wait no you know what so so, but this would go above the serial films from the forties, correct? Okay. Because you. No, I'm asking. Uh. What would you rather watch, this or like the ones from the forties that we watch? Oh, this one. Okay, so that goes because you gave those sixes as well. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm gonna give this movie a seven, mm-hmm. and I feel so like sometimes I'm like, I for I I, I worry, do I really have? Am I really independent? There? Do I? Am I? That's am I persuaded? That's what I've been
1: saying. That's what I've been telling you.
0: No, but you think you think I'm just led by reviews? Like, oh, if, if people say no, saw but a movie. heavily
1: influenced.
0: No, but not in my opinion. In my, I have very lim- limited time on this earth. So, if a lot of people say no, if no, I'm defending myself here. If a lot of people say this movie is a piece of shit, <laughs> I could very well love it, but like. I'm not going to necessarily be like, that's going to be the next movie I'm going to watch. Yeah, yeah. Just statistically speaking, right? It makes sense. It makes sense. But once I watch something, I usually form my own opinion. Mm -hmm. Because there's plenty of movies that are considered, like, the best movies ever made that I think are, like, okay at best. Yeah. Like, on Letterboxd, I have, like, the pro subscription. So one of the features is, like, you can see, like, there'll be, like, the movies where you're, like, are very different. Like, you rated it very differently Mm -hmm. than the average. I like to go on there and be, like, there's a lot of, like, movies that are, like, 4.4s out of five. Yeah. That I gave like a three out of five to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like okay. you know, so so I'm an independent thinker, right? And but sometimes I doubt it. I'm like, it, it, do I just like this movie because everyone said it's really good? I think maybe that maybe makes me like a movie a little bit more
1: mm-hmm. because of
0: like people saying it's good, right?
1: The hype, yeah.
0: But but I think this is a great example. I'm giving this movie a seven, and frankly, part of me wants to give it an eight. What? Because I like... Again, this is not objective. These are subjective ratings. No, of course. Of course. But I really dug it. There's a lot of flaws, which is why I'm giving it a 7. Give it a 9. But no, no, because I don't think it's... I don't think I would say it's one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, but I think it's really strong. Uh, and I think it deserves more credit than it gets. Mm-hmm. And if there was this longer version that maybe had a little bit more sinker teeth into, mm-hmm. it wouldn't necessarily fix the flaws but mm-hmm. it would give me more, it would it would add more good to it that maybe it might, I would like it even more, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I've been saying that it's like the Adam West one, but just like with a bigger budget. Yeah. And I think because of that, they're able to get even more stylized. Yeah. So I've only given one of these films a seven, which was the Adam West one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think I'm going to put this above. So this is my second fate of the uh, ones we've watched. Yeah. And now I know for a fact there's going to be others that I like more than any no, that see, we've watched. Yeah. But- see,
1: I, I think that you're you're hitting on something is, is that um, I think in 95, I would have rated it higher. Right? But I think now with, like, mm. having seen other ones, like, it's kind of, like, tainted by the modern view and, like... It yeah. just seems like modern silly. sensibilities. Yeah, like it just seems silly now. Now yeah. that we know that, like you, mm-hmm. you can kind of take it into a more serious kind of like yeah. thing. Um,
0: I think I'm the exact. Not that opposite. I don't
1: love the silliness. I love the silliness, yeah. but like I guess like a darker silliness
0: yeah. would would
1: appeal more.
0: I think I think I'm the exact opposite in that if I seen you were saying like oh if you watched like back in the 90s you would have liked this more mm-hmm. I think I would have liked it less again for the reasons mm-hmm. I said at the beginning of this episode where it's like this is like the Batman movie this is what we're getting yeah uh like this is like the first live action Batman movie in three years
1: oh well this is,
0: you know what I mean and like
1: I would whereas, be happy with this <laughs>
0: whereas and it's like this isn't anything like how I would want a Batman movie blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. but because like my ideal Batman movies exist
1: mm-hmm.
0: I could just appreciate this for what it is yeah yeah so, um, so I'm giving it a seven. Um, I think
1: that's it. What?
0: for this? Oh, ooh, excuse me. Cut that out. Sorry. I maybe I don't know. We'll see. You need
1: to cut that. Out.
0: That's it for this <laughs> week's episode of Now That's What I Call a Franchise. Next week we'll be watching the next film in the franchise, the 1997 film Batman and Robin. Viviana, where can they find us?
1: You guys can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Franchise Podcast.
0: We know you have many podcasting options, and we thank you for choosing us. Peace out, guys.
1: Bye.